Hey, Huff. Why don't you start the movie? I can't wait to see what it is. <laughs> What's up? Welcome to episode five of, of Obscure Shutter. I am not drunk. Ooh, a space movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just... <laughs> I could be wrong. Uh, what's up, Terry Doty? And with me today is fellow podcaster, fellow creative Donald Schultz. Hey Thank guys! You. And they're like, "Hi, Donald." Wait for them to respond. Right. <laughs> I'm Donald A. Schultz. Is there another Donald? Schultz? I think there is. <laughs> when I made my Twitter account, I thought I was going to be professional on it, and it was Donald A. Schultz, which is like my credit name that I use. Oh, because you actually I do, do the initial. Believe there is a Donald Schultz that had a show on Animal Planet for like a minute that got canceled. I think there's a Terry Doty that used to work for Meatloaf. So, <laughs> I'm not lying, but it's with a Y, so it's clearly a man. Clearly. I love Meatloaf. Would sincerely, you? but here's the twist. <laughs> I never listen to his music ever. <laughs> oh, you, do, you just like Meatloaf the person, not even the actor? I probably hate him as a person. I don't know a lot about him. <laughs> I'm assuming he's hit a person, but like <laughs> career-wise, whenever a meatloaf song comes on, you're like, "Oh shit!" And I turn don't know. it up. Okay. Or, Am I allowed to cuss? Oh yeah. Thank goodness. I mean, it's you. You've known me for a while. I think that would be very weird if you didn't. Uh, but no, what was it? I think there was. You remember cassettes? I don't. <laughs> yes, Jared Seinfeld. <laughs> What's the deal? Do you remember cassettes? <laughs> yeah. Everybody remember these things? Yeah, I remember cassettes. But, um, no, one Christmas someone gave me two, like, two different people gave me Janet Jackson cassettes. So I'm like, I can return one of these. So you go to Walmart, and they're like, switch it out for anything. And I chose Meatloaf. And that confused Bad out of hell. Everybody, yeah. And so it was like, oh, you must really love Meatloaf. I'm like, I like that one song. Yeah. That one seven-minute song. The dashboard light one. <laughs> Just, I don't even know the names. <laughs> I know anything for love. Yeah. And, and I know he won't do that. And <laughs> make it love by the dashboard light, I think it's called. But I, I think it opens with like a three-minute like play where a lady's like talking about wolves or something. I don't know. I don't listen to it until it's on. Uh, I really hope I don't – like we don't reach like the one Meatloaf like fan that's like, this is just horrible. You don't know who Meatloaf is. Uh, it would probably be Meatloaf himself. Yeah. What's his actual name? Meatloaf's if real name? Meatloaf. Turkey Loaf. Uh, I almost did the thing from Fight Club where they said, like, his name is Robert Paulson, but I'm not a hack. <laughs> You're better than that. Yeah. I didn't do it. I just said I could have. Yeah. So anybody who would have liked that joke knows I think I'm better than them. <laughs> or it's the same people. That's all like, that's all really right. important to me. Nobody talk about this. And then you wait for the one person to be like, the first rule, like, you mother... Yeah. yeah. Don't. But we're watching, actually, a movie that... It's only episode five, so this hasn't happened yet. You're the first. This is on my top five as well. So we both really like this movie. Yeah. I am not a big genre person. Mm -mm. This movie falls within a genre, I would say. Uh, Does it? I, I think it's... The thing about so here's why I'm not a big genre person. <laughs> it's because there are a lot of movies within like horror or action 
and stuff that I like, but I like them because they're very good movies. Yeah, I'm a they don't movie have to nerd. Fit. Mm. But I don't like get down with just like watching a bad movie of a genre because I love that genre. You know what I mean? Like some people are like, "Ooh, I love bad horror movies." I'm like, I don't like watching bad movies at all. No, I think actually, I don't know what it is about me. I think people think that about me. They're like, "Oh, you I like thought horror that about movies? you. <laughs> like, I thought you like because there are some people like I love horror movies. I love and you're horror like, movies. I love watching trash shit horror movies, but they can't be trash and typically they're. They have to be older because of effects. And you don't own a DVD player. No. <laughs> You've got these cassettes. <laughs> uh, my my car that rewinds tapes for me. It's yeah, very so it has cheap. to be an older movie. It only ate three copies of Fern Gully, <laughs> um, which is actually true. Robin Williams raps in that movie. I just recently watched that thing about uh, how... <laughs> oh, about how voice acting was ruined by, by uh, Robin Williams' contract dispute with Disney or whatever? Yes, because they wanted him to back out of Fern Gully. Yeah, yeah. and they were like, yeah, anyways, that's oh, not anyways, interesting yeah, at all. No, that's not interesting at all. Watch the video. Uh, hey, Google that. <laughs> Google it. Or I actually think I did that to Alejandro. He's like, what was that? I'm like, here's the video, man. Yeah. Didn't even know I had his number. Uh <laughs> But no, um... Do you like horror? I love horror movies, but I just happen to like a lot of movies that fall into the horror genre. Right. Uh, but someone's like, oh, uh, when I was dating, uh, it's like I put in there and I immediately took it out after one date because it's like, oh, so you like horror movies, huh? So I either got the asshole that like would test me. Mm-hmm. like So like top five favorite horror movies. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I fucking hate that. That is the worst <laughs> thing. People who... Here's the thing. <laughs> People who like anything yeah. are awful. <laughs> and the word, like, people who identify as, like, oh, me? Yeah. What's my personality? The things I like. Those are the dredge of humanity. The base of this show. <laughs> yes. I count myself among them. Well, no, because you end like, up in conversations that, yeah. where they're just like, have you seen this? Have yeah. you seen this? Well, I like have this. You seen oh, yeah. This? Have you. Uh, there's a friend of mine that's a fellow actor. It's like, I'm really into that. Like, oh, so you must love... Right. I actually find his writing to be really fucking racist. Uh, And they're like, how? Like, explain to me, like, why you think it's racist. I'm like, we don't have that kind of time. (laughs) Look, I just want to talk, right? But that's that you end up... When all your entire personality is defined by the media you consume. Yes. I would count myself among people with this problem. (laughs) You end up in these terrible conversations where you're just drilling for oil. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Where you're just like, good God, please find a thing. Like, I had to <laughs> hang out with my grandmother. Had to. That's a terrible thing. <laughs> Let me reframe that. My grandmother's a beautiful woman. I love her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up in a really bad household. There's a time where I lived with my grandmother. She's me a safety too. net. She's a very great person. I love her. She's getting very old. She's not in great health. I went to go visit her recently. And while I was visiting her, I had absolutely nothing to talk about because she lives in an, uh, 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 hmm, what do you call them? Elder care facility. I don't know if that's what I'm, yeah, Yeah. you know, I don't know what you're supposed to call them, but something like that. It basically is like a mall. She lives in a mall. (laughs) My in-laws are kind of the same. Muzak and there's a fountain (laughs) in the middle and like a food court. It's terrible. And so they, (laughs) she lives there. um, So she doesn't have like, you know, she doesn't go out, like, roller derbying on the weekends or anything. And that you know of. So I'm just sitting in a park with my grandmother just trying to find a thing to talk about, trying to find a thing to talk about. 
And, uh, you know, I don't want to talk about politics because no. who knows what that's going to bring up. Especially because she's British, so that could just be anything. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, mom, my, my mom is Canadian, and my grandmother moved from England to Canada, and then my mom came from Canada to the U.S. Mm. Um, very young. Um, they're basically from Michigan. So anyways, uh, finally, I remembered that. I really like <laughs> So, and, I, and I rewatched a bunch of, I watched a bunch of somewhat recently. So I was able to go, oh, uh, and then I had a nice conversation with my Nana about, but before that, it was all just like, so weather, huh? That's, it's hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, my kid exists. You don't know her. I would think the kid would be a nice, like. We can talk about that. That's yeah, forever. but you feel bad because you want to try to engage on a, you know, you don't want to just talk about your kid at an old person. No. It's got to be exhausting. Nobody, <laughs> if you're old, nobody knows what to say to you. No. Uh, yeah, I lived with my grandmother for a while. She let me rent. Uh, she would drive me to Blockbuster, leave me there for an hour and come back. Um, but on top of that, English is not her first language. So we would be watching like freaking X-Men. And okay, so it's like, just Wolverine, Rogue, whatever. She's totally fine with it. But Rogue saying the word cozy. She's like, que es cozy? I'm like, all right, this guy can heal from any wound and he's hundreds of years old. You need the word cozy <laughs> explained to you. I'm like, it means like comfortable. Like she's being sarcastic. She's like, why not just say that? Why not say comfortable, cozy? I'm like, I don't, I don't know that. She's like, this movie's stupid. I'm like, <laughs> Love that shot. Cool. Nobody can see it. No. <laughs> Such a good one. Actually, like rewatching it. Everything in this movie slaps. Every single shot is great. Well, and it's another one of those movies that it just got, it, not just, but it's digitally remastered. So watching it, I'm like, oh shit, I just didn't notice things. But it was a movie made in the editing. Like, where it wasn't just, when you're making it, you're just so very sure of what mm -hmm. the filming, mm -hmm. uh, what the final result's going to be. I don't think anyone was very super confident before right. editing. Shot's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. By the way, uh, I believe you guys bought this movie because of my ranting about the Blu-ray edition of it and how good it is. Yeah. Well, I mean... I do a lot of things just because you rant about them. Sure, of course. That's actually kind of true, that probably. That makes sense. A lot of my racist uh, <laughs> screeds, I know, have inspired a lot of terrible things on your part. No, I just actually just tune that out. You know, uh, like well, I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about <laughs> something safe. Fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. First episode of directed by the same person who directed this film. There you go. Now I gotta fucking take out the word. <laughs> You're not allowed to even have a clue that no. that minor. No, they'll sound stupid, weird. But there was a point also when you're in film school, which was a double thing. Like everyone's like, "What are okay?" So you're like a filmmaker. I'm like, "Well, I want to direct and write. That's what I want to do." Uh, and I enjoy acting, but I hate acting for film. I really do. Yeah. Even at my my most Me too. confident, mm -hmm. did not. I'm glad you did like two seasons of a show. <laughs> I hated it. But hey, it was still funny though. Uh, so it was worth you hating it. I think. Uh, <laughs> but 
for a while there, I didn't feel like I could like this movie because it was just such a huge successful movie. Like you gotta want, you've gotta mm-hmm. name all the, like the indie shit. Mm-hmm. You know the shit that's like so obscure. You went to film school. I didn't know that. I say that community college, uh, sure. radio, TV, film. I have an associate that's actually that I actually finished out interning at Funimation. Nice. Uh, which they didn't. They still don't really have production interns, but I talked them into doing it. So in film nerd world, yes. I feel like there was a time where it was in vogue to hate this director. I almost said his name. Yes. And then... <laughs> I would have just said it out. It came back around to where people are like, actually, though, yeah. this director's actually very good. Just, you know, in ways that maybe... Uh, maybe they were so successful that they spawned a lot of bad movies, but they themselves are a great director. And then I feel like the worm is sort of turning again. I feel it. I feel a little bit of the the worm turning again when I talk to people about about films and stuff because I think there's been a lot of big pieces of media that borrow really heavily from his legacy recently, which make people go like, ugh. I'm sick of it. You can only eat so much ice cream before you start really nitpicking at the ice cream. But <laughs> I feel like. It's just, I mean, we're in a, a culture where, like, it's actually, you feel that you're more valid by hating something than mm-hmm. loving it. For sure. Because you can, you don't have, for some reason, you don't have to justify things you hate the way that you have to justify things you love. Totally. Well, because <laughs> everything is bad. Everything. To a degree. I'm horrible. <laughs> Right. You're just the worst. Everything is bad to a degree. So when you say you like something, it's really easy for somebody to go, what about the thing about it that's bad? And you go like, yeah, I know. Yeah. I still like it. <laughs> I still like it. It's like ice cream. It's like, but that's that'll kill you. It's like, yeah, I know. It's pretty good. <laughs> I like ice cream. <laughs> what do you, don't like carrots? I do like carrots. <laughs> Why don't you marry a carrot? Okay. <laughs> I want to marry a carrot. Oh, he said it. Um. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I didn't know you went. So, were you were you a, a, an aspiring director? It was that thing where, um, or were you just like I'm interested in movies. I just wanted to. I wanted to, like, in high school, like toward the end. Uh, not great home life. There was a, a a point where I was staying like with friends of friends and stuff. Um, but my theater teachers were like, "There's this acting conservatory in New York." So I lightly, jokingly mentioned that to my mom. She's like, "That's not." happening like there's no way um uh but my uh older theater arts teacher did talk to the theater department at uh tarrant county college and worked it to where like she had me like audit classes and stuff i'm like oh and like i think i want to major in acting uh, in theater arts specifically, I really do love... I miss the stage. I don't miss being a 5'10 full-figured bitch auditioning mm. uh, for stage things. Like, so you did a great Anita. The guy that we're thinking about for Bernardo is like four inches shorter than you. <laughs> I'm like, we could be... I think that Bernardo might just like him tall, you know? <laughs> Voluptuous. And they're like, no. <laughs> we're going to get someone shorter than Bernardo. But um, my mom just wasn't down for that either. Like, if you can do this stuff, but... Don't you want a backup? I'm like, no. <laughs> and so I, I went, fine, cool. Uh, radio, TV, film. That's much more stable. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, um, I wanted to do a radio show forever. And that's initially what started my first podcast with Tatum, that anime show, is that um, I went into the 
it thinking just radio, and my radio teachers were like, uh, yeah, radio's dying. Don't do this. Interned at Clear Channel for a little bit, yeah. and every day I had a new boss. And like, if I had asked about the other boss, like, hey, where's Brittany? Like, Brittany no longer works for yeah. Clear Channel. Where's like, I don't know if you've heard, but this is radio. <laughs> this is radio. <laughs> For fuck's sake. So, yeah, it switched There's over. a room back there where everyone is killing themselves. <laughs> oh, clear channel. <laughs> God. It's Just don't true. go in that room. It's the street team room. No one goes in there. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, it just kind of worked out to where I started writing all the stuff when in screenplay classes where... I would be paired up with people. The teacher would start being like, so Terry wrote this. And like, we all wrote it. She's like, I know what Terry writes like. Terry wrote this. So yeah. Terry gets a C. The rest of you guys get Fs. Um, sweet. But no, I, I did enjoy directing the little bit that I did. I don't like technical directing or, yeah, like the studio stuff. Yeah. It's like, all right, and camera one in yeah, five. Yeah. Okay, switch to camera one, camera two. No. It was just horrible for me. But, yeah, and then because I started doing that, quitting acting, which I kind of did because of my major and working at Guitar Center between classes, ooh, I, yeah, got back into acting. <laughs> You're like, the way you talk about being an actor, you make a face the way a person who talks about, like, how they used to be a cocaine dealer <laughs> talks about it. Like, there's an yeah. element of, like, you know, I, yeah, to make some you money. Like, you, look familiar. <laughs> you look familiar. I I got one of those faces. I got one of those faces, man. You know? Um. Earlier I said I hate acting. And I thought about when you were saying that. I was like, well, I really liked acting when I was doing, like, theater in high school and stuff. Maybe I just don't like camera acting. But then I thought about it. <laughs> don't tell anybody I said this because I'm a bad director myself. But I don't like... Not being directed. It gives me a lot of anxiety. And I think yes. I have worked with a lot of people who over-direct as an engineer and stuff. Yeah. I've sat next to people who are like really just spraying it like a shotgun. And you're going like, we're not fixing anything. We're not making anything better. We're just trying to guess what you're thinking. And it's driving me insane. So I try not to be that guy. You're not. But I have been, I have been directed by you. I have been on many a set directed by close friends of mine where I've had close to nervous breakdowns. And I think it's because like I feel myself doing a bad job and I don't understand what I'm supposed to be doing even to if fix it's just, it. All right, man. Or even if it's just that, or just do what you did again. Uh, just face the camera a little bit more. Like, right. Okay. Cool. Oh, that's Simple. the worst. That's the worst to me. But I like, can't do that. Even because then I'm like, well, but I what I did was bad. You're just look. You're looking at it like it's a painting, <laughs> and I need you to tell me what I'm fucking up. Other than like I stood in the wrong spot. I actually think like there are directors that don't like actors. Like I will say us because. <laughs> Uh, it's like, hey, why aren't you doing it the way that I'm thinking that it's going to be done? Like, well, how are you thinking you want it done? And they're like, I don't know, but I'll know it when I hear it. It's like, <laughs> I try to like, it's it's I, I'm like, it's tough with like anime dubs and stuff because you're beholden to someone else. You're interpreting someone else's material yeah. feels very different than when you like write and direct a thing. I really like. Writing the picture, I like trying to tell a story with, like, cinematic language and thinking about what the camera's doing because, like, I come from an audio background. So, to me, it's, like, a neat, like, ooh, like, yeah. candy. I get to play with all these neat toys or whatever. Um, 
And then with like, you're doing like the opposite when you're directing anime, where you're going like, what story were they trying to tell with this camera? And I have, I again, I've sat. Obscure reference. <laughs> I don't get this obscure reference. Yeah, totally. Or you're, I've, again, I've, I've sat next to a director before where like they're directing a thing and I'm going like clearly like, sure, that is what they're saying. But like, they do punch in on them making a fist, which says. <laughs> To me, that this is the subtext of what's really happening, but I have to just sit here silently because I'm not the director. We so can't it's know fine that it's subtext, whatever. Donald. We don't speak. We're not. That's true. <laughs> I think actually think there was a point. Uh, Why we, do anything? You directed me in Code Geass, which we, <laughs> I remember. It's like, do you want to? Do you want her to have an accent? I don't know. But there was that whole sketch <laughs> where uh, that this whole little section. I think it was our last little section. Mm-hmm. And it was all on, but for some reason we just couldn't figure out what she was really trying to say, even though it was all technical. Yeah, because you were just explaining, like, quantum mechanics yes. and how it relates to... Um, Brain raid. Um, there's just the Nietzsche. most <laughs> awful sound happening in my ear right now because of the movie, and I don't want to spoil it. You can do it. Uh, but... Um, I don't even know what I was thinking anymore. <laughs> this man effectively got my attention. <laughs> exactly. That's you right there on screen in the cardigan. We should, we talked about doing a parody of this on our show at one point, and I was going to be this on guy. On the film? Or, or on the show show or the podcast? Bored with Life, the, no. the web series. We talked about doing a bit based yeah. on a book. For anybody listening to this, I used to do a web series about board games, which we've referenced several <laughs> times, but I haven't said what it is. It doesn't longer it doesn't longer exist. It doesn't longer exist um, no more any. But uh yeah, we talked about doing a parody of this thing that nobody knows what we're talking about. And I uh, would have enjoyed I was it. this guy. And, uh, <laughs> never got him specifically. It. Yes. <laughs> him. But we had a character on the show. I played myself. The worst version of myself. And then I also played um, uh, this other character, which <laughs> was like a, a broken clone of my character. But that's all. Nobody knows that. That's that deep That's deep lore only been said out loud on this podcast. <laughs> Exclusive. Um, and he don't like That's me. right. He got his own he, And he just talked like this guy I used to work with that we all called Mr. Quick. Uh <laughs> And uh, we, it was going to be him doing the speech from this scene. That would have been funny. That guy follows him out. I've always wondered what his deal is. He's got a He's got a oh, it's go not that was just I have to edit that out. Oh. <laughs> Never. It's actually really funny once these are edit, uh, watching how tickled Steven can be by, like, the edit. He's like, it can sound like anything. Like, you guys are saying anything right now. Nobody knows. This part, me. though, <laughs> this part I remember as a kid when it's like, <laughs> I loved this. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> you guys, uh, it's cool. Obscure Chatter had a nice run. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to explain it to someone, like, because I was talking to my friend Steve about it. I was talking to a friend about it. It's like, well, I like, Steven. I don't know. Steve. Steve. No, Steve Yurko. Oh. Don't know him. Oh. I brought him up to the studio. Whatever. Uh, but uh, you've never met anyone I didn't else. say I've never met him. Said I don't know him. Oh. Do you really know him? Well, 
I don't know you. That's um, true. Actually, I met you once, but I had already seen you nude a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Random There's thing, a lot of naked yes, pictures. Me talking the about the top five, it's like, well, I don't want to pick my my top five favorite. I'm like, I'm thinking like when you're on a like if you're bringing some like a date over for the first time or having friends mm-hmm. over, and it's like, what can what would I put on if I were me? Here's my thing. Mm. I fucking hate when people say I. This whole podcast be me just talking about stuff I hate. I hate. It's really easy to when do. people go. It is easy. <laughs> they go. Oh, I can't just. I can't say five things. I could never narrow it down to five <laughs> oh, things. The five things. I mean, I like, so, yeah, my friend Chris <laughs> Bryan does this all the time where he goes like, I don't know what my five favorite movies would be. It's like, motherfucker, right it's, now. It could change five. tomorrow. I don't care. It's not for points. It's not for money. Just for the sake of conversation, dear God, help me. Like we'll you're, all like, be dead you, someday. When like, you listed your five to me, and actually you're like, wait, no, take this one out. Yeah. That one. Like I was going to be like, wrong, the correct answer. <laughs> Am I allowed to say all the others? <laughs> I'm going to beep them all out. Wait, you'll even beep those? <laughs> yes. What if I bring you back and your tastes don't change? That's true. They won't. <laughs> <laughs> I, these movies have been my top five for a very long time mm. well actually because uh, somebody asked me what mine are like I think the first episode we did it wasn't in my top five but it was the one that got it started because it was showing someone that I was dating at the time that I dated for two years uh, like I really like this movie because it had the nostalgia feel it was a movie my dad got me into all the stuff and he like shit all over it the entire time mm. we were watching it I'm like I shouldn't be insulted and kind of hurt by this, but, like, I told you how much I love this movie. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) When I was a kid, I was terrified by the movie. It hit me really hard, gave me a lot of nightmares. I don't think it's a particularly great movie. It's sort of an interesting movie, but I was a kid when it came out. You were a kid, Um, and you were around the time a lot of... Kids are like, maybe. Sure, it's you got- can't say the movie we're watching. It's got, I'm beeping it. <laughs> You're even beeping. Yeah. And. Oh. Okay. <laughs> or not. So, so um, that, that movie really freaked me out. And then when Nikki and I first started dating, I had told her this. And so then she went and she rented it so we could watch it. Mm-hmm. But she didn't rent that. She misremembered what I said and re- rented and then the whole, and then like afterward was like, so this is like when we first started dating, she just was like, that scared you so much. And I'm like, no, she's like, you said that movie scared you. And I'm like, no, I didn't. What do you, we just watched it. No, I did. That movie did not scare me. And she's like, you said that I was like one of the scariest movies you ever saw. I was like, no, I didn't. And we finally determined <laughs> she had somehow changed. And that's. You idiot. Look. <laughs> I guess maybe you could interchange. They're, I feel like they're of a genre of white dude. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you have a sort of bookish protagonist white dude, for sure. Yeah. Although, what's his name? What was he in? Who played What's his name? Mm-hmm. Has gotten sort of rustic in his old age. Well, he was he in was... that great movie where he played like a wood, wood a woodsy guy and that was he was great in that film I think the, lo- the oh. b- uh, b- he was also in so that's what I'm like no he, oh. played, he played an actor 
on, oh, on, oh my God, I totally blanked out. Yeah. He was, he was in that and he played a very good woodsy man. See, there's a movie that's on my top five. Love that movie. Mm. Love that movie. Absolutely love it. That movie, I like that movie so much it made me like because there's that really great montage in the middle set to that song and I was like, oh, now I'm super into that. That's how much <laughs> I like that movie. Look at how much fashion that we're looking at is back. Yeah. I, some ironically, some not. Yeah. There's a... Wait. You'll just bleep it. Yeah. Let's call him Bubsy... Bubsy Bilson. Bibi. <laughs> right here. Bubsy Bilson. Look at this hipster motherfucker. You go to Denton <laughs> right now, and this guy is just drowning. You just got to change the pants out for some, like, girl jeans. <laughs> totally. I think right there. I think that's, like, that's norm core... Hot ass. I mean, he's hot. I'll say it. No, I totally, actually, I was explaining to Steven. I'm like, I have a thing for beards, and I have a thing for glasses, and just kind of looked at Steven like, <gasps> he did not have a beard when I met him, but I eventually got when I needed. <laughs> uh, but, uh, the trick, and this is not what Steven did. No. But the trick to getting any guy to, gain, to grow a beard the way I did is to get them to gain enough weight that their <laughs> jaw just connects directly to their neck. And then they've got to create some <laughs> illusion now that they're not beaker from fucking Muppets. And so <laughs> they got to, like, establish some sort of borderland. It was your beard. Uh, there was uh, a Halloween. It was when you and I didn't know. Uh, Steven wasn't working with you yet. Uh, there was a point. A friend had a Halloween party. You were there. And when I'm in costume, I never remember that I'm in costume. I'm like, why doesn't this person recognize me? And I'm dressed as like fucking Cruella DeVille, and this person's only met me fucking once. Uh, but you and your wife, who was pregnant at the time, mm -hmm. were at this party. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm like, I like your costumes. And I thought you guys, I didn't see the blood on Nikki's outfit. I thought you guys were Sam and Gilly. And you're like, is it because I'm fat? <laughs> I'm like, no. You're like, no, I get it. And you just like straight walked away from me. I'm like, oh my God, I've insulted. And I'm like, no, this is Donald. Brand. He's fucking with you. <laughs> yeah, my wife and I were the, the characters from the Game of Thrones that were murdered in the in the red, red wedding, wedding when she was pregnant. And everybody go, neat costume. And then look at her stomach and go, no. Brave. It's brave. You know. Before, uh, uh, it was at Retro Manus, which is the toy shop in the mid-cities, and there's all this Game of Thrones stuff, and I happen to be shopping with Natalie Hoover. She's like, aww. Yeah. Remember that? Remember? Remember? So, I, I watch, this is really dumb. This is really derivative. It. But I did watch a thing that made a point I hadn't thought of recently. Lindsay Ellis, a YouTuber, did a video about Game of Thrones, rambling about how... She disliked the ending. And it's mm -hmm. fine if you like the ending. But I did not. Uh, but I didn't. Um, the way she, she, she talked about how we have retold the story of Romeo and Juliet for a long time now. And at the beginning of Romeo and Juliet, they tell you how Romeo and Juliet ends. <laughs> like, that was never essential because it is a story well told. And tragedies especially, you see that train coming and it's... That's part of the thing that, like, is the tension and release of yeah. the story. Um, 
and how that could that that goes for hundreds of years and how like it's weird that like there was a time where I would rewatch theoretically Game of Thrones and then the way it ended creates a thing where it's like, well, this isn't a thing I'd ever put myself no. through again. But if you stick the land, it doesn't have to be great, but if you stick the landing enough to not invalidate things that happened before. Numerous, numerous things. Yeah, it, it creates a timeless thing that um, I think that show could have been. You know, I've never read the books, but I think that could have been one of those things. I think that that was at, at its peak, very good television. I know people like to kind of undercut it, and obviously it had its issues with with race and gender and all these things. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think those are completely valid critiques. But the intrigue and the dialogue in the early seasons, I thought, was very novel for television. And I'm a huge fantasy nerd, but I hate fantasy stuff. <laughs> so I, yeah, I liked like seeing a good stuff. thing that was – that it's just like the thing earlier, right? Yeah. I love – you, you I, can't I sell it to idea. me being like, so it's fantasy. Right. Like, no, tell me about the story. It doesn't Is have it to. good? Is it like Maybe. real good? Then I would like it, I bet. But most fantasy stuff is bad. Yes. Um, I mean, I like, uh, or like, hey, you let, I read a lot. It's like, oh, uh, you just read this book. You'll love this book. I'm like, well, it's the exact same story. I, <laughs> I don't want to read it again. Don't want to do that. I have Game of Thrones, because uh, I do the book bub deals every day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, get a lot of like shitty romance for free too. But if someone's like, hey, yeah, no, so you like horror movies, right? Uh, you would love this one show. It's really obscure. It's called Walking Dead. And you're like, <laughs> right? Uh, I read the comic a little bit. And they're like, oh, well, I haven't read the comic. It's probably the exact same thing. And you're doing that like, sure. Mm-hmm. Ru- whatever gets me out of this conversation fast enough. Yeah. The great thing about it is the zombies are really well done. I'm like, most zombie stories that are worth a fuck are about showing the ugly side of humanity and, and a pinch and blah, blah, blah. They're like, yeah, so anyway, zombies. I'm like, it's okay, like, cool. <laughs> we are the walking dead. It's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yep. they all, That is true of every zombie thing that anybody cares about other than like, you know, early boy, are, isn't, it, isn't it scary to be a white person movies <laughs> from like the 30s. Uh. Everything is horrible. Or um <laughs> That's a really I, I read that book. It's interesting. There's um, a book? Yeah, by the scariest movies <laughs> I've ever seen. I should read the book. Oh don't. Don't do that. Um But yeah, Game of Thrones, that was um I got attacked. Oh, I've been attacked a lot on Twitter recently, but the great thing, um, I actually checked a little bit before we started. I'm at like 23,000 blocks. It's pretty great. Blockchains are great. Um, but it was just, uh, it was the big episode, you know, with the Night King. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, you know, it's it's not what I thought it was going to be, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you see the interviews with the actors are like, yeah, we didn't think it was going to be that way either. I'm like, whatever, it's still well told, sure. whatever. I mean, a lot of action, but sure. then it's like, they started getting afraid to kill people. Like, uh, yeah. so-and-so should have died, so-and-so should have died, blah, 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 whatever. My thing with it is just, I don't care, I don't, I'm not one of the people who needs you to tell me the story I wanted to happen. I don't want yes. you to write my fan. And I don't like that when you go, oh, I didn't like how Game of Thrones ended. People are like, oh, so you're one of the people 
who also is mad, like, I'm mad that, like, the couple that I really thought should get together didn't get together. No, 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 I just thought that the themes that they were building on from the first season were abandoned and not in a way that was made me feel anything. Like, basically, my big bummer is is that there has been times in my life where I've had people over to watch Game of Thrones and we were all standing up and shouting at our TV mm-hmm. and I felt like I had been traumatized <laughs> in a way that was earned by a television show. <laughs> and I thought there was really cool character moments that are really small and interesting where a person like moves a chair and it says a lot. And you're like, that's a cool, neat thing for a TV show to have done. Um, especially a genre show or whatever. And then... Um, I just didn't feel anything watching, like, the last two seasons. No. And to me, that's, like, there's no... And I some people did, and I'm not, like, that's good that they did. I'm not, like, invalidating that. But I, that's that was the most frustrating part of it, was just, like, well, I didn't feel... I, I was bored. So, yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I mostly wanted... would go, like, oh, I could see how this would have been really cool. <laughs> I mean, I can see, like, good things to it, but it did feel... Honestly, it felt more like they were just, like, look. It's the last season. We had to wrap up the stuff. I'm like, did we, though? Did we have to wrap it up yeah. this way? But, uh, you know, if you dug on it, great. And I thought it was that first thing where I'm like, I think I like this. And I rewatched it. I'm like, I can never rewatch this show again. Because I had initially planned, mm-hmm. I bought HBO on Hulu, for God damn it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how much I needed to see this. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of just stealing a friend's HBO Go password <clears throat> like an adult. But... It, yeah, it was just kind of there. And yeah, you can't watch it. Rewatch it now. There are certain shows that you can rewatch even if you know it's eh. like I was a big mm-hmm. Buffy fan, all that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. mm, I don't know. But mm-hmm. love or hate it. Mm-hmm. Because the stuff that you hate about certain shows, it's like, oh, but that keeps with the character, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, or it, feel, or it feels like a creative risk that maybe didn't pay yeah. off, but it's like, I see how you got from A to B, and it was an interesting choice. I don't agree with it, but I dig it. Uh, I dig that you you swung, you know? I don't feel entitled to you changing something right. for, like, that. Right. Yeah, not one of yeah. those fans, obviously. Right, right. And I feel like the Game of Thrones stuff, there's just some stuff where it's like, oh, so, like, you were just worried people's contracts would be too expensive to renew and they offered you a Star Wars. We'll find out. Like, a couple of years from now, there will be some actor who will go, okay, look, it was this. And we'll hear the – I feel like right now You're nobody wait. knows You're exactly wait. who to blame, so they're pointing it all at the showrunners, which is, I think, the rightful place where blame should probably lay. They're the ones who made the show. Um, but, uh, you know. Yeah, because or anytime because the actors are the easiest thing with anything to. So this tar- is a Game of Thrones podcast, huh? I mean, but no, like if you don't like anything, obviously you and I are both in the creative mm-hmm. field, so you can heavily relate to that. But when someone doesn't like something, it's very rare that they're like, "Hey, I, I'm going to find the director or the writer." It's like, no, I hate what your character did, and like, cool, you know, I have no creative. License right. for this, right? Mm-hmm. Or especially with me in anime, like I just really hated that she did this. I'm like, uh huh. I didn't bring that up in the session because I wanted another you show after that, this. Did you know? I learned this from that same video I mentioned earlier that people who hated the ending of Game of Thrones on Reddit got together and donated charity to Amelia Clark's charity mm. as like a we're not going to be shitty to the people who made the thing. Like, we're going to make a conscious effort to go, look, we're not mad at you. We just are critiquing the thing as it exists, which uh, 
You know, Good. That's neat. That's yeah. cool. Very rarely does the internet all go like, look, I hated the thing you made, but I'm not mad at you. I just hated it, and I want to talk about it because what else? Here's the thing. <laughs> what is the internet for? Have you ever thought about what is social media for? I, <laughs> I can't uh, figure it out. The more <laughs> I use it, I can't figure it out, and I keep using it, and I use it in different ways from, like, month to month, and then I look at it and I go— what the fuck am I doing? This is like well I don't because know, what we do we do our own stuff. We're self starting individuals, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's like I really wish I could just get rid of all of this and mm-hmm. maybe just like live my life. Mm-hmm. But then you remember like oh well I need to promote this yeah. and upload things you know that yeah. I recorded. Yeah. Um but it's hard sometimes, especially in like a very heavy like oh this is even if I like just. <laughs> And also the way that you, if you and I post the same thing, you and I are going to get very different reactions. Totally. You're a straight white man. You mm-hmm. are clearly superior totally. to me in every single way. Yeah, I've been uh, saying it for years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I made this joke to Eric, uh, Eric Vale. And Eric Vale. I don't <laughs> we'll pick know that name up that off the ground. <laughs> Eric Vale. <laughs> but um, I said, Eric can just say, like, I prefer French fries to potato chips. And someone would be like, ha ha ha. If I said the exact same thing, he's like, oh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Clearly there's mm-hmm. an agenda here. Like, I don't get this. But here's the thing about yeah. Eric Vale though, <laughs> is Eric Vale uses social media the way Eric Vale uses conversations with people, which is walking into a room and going, I hate potato chips. And anyone who likes potato chips is fucking stupid. <laughs> and then everybody goes like, What the fuck? <laughs> Whoa, calm down. He's like, I don't really care that much. I just thought it was funny to argue. It's like, okay, well, His- Eric. <laughs> His daughter happened to be at the studio at the same time, and you know I've got green hair, so she uh, she like saw my hair. She's like, "Your hair is pretty," and I said, "Oh my god, thank you!" And Eric went, "Your hair is very pretty," but then realized he complimented me, so he looked at Aaron Dismuke, who I was talking to, and said, "Your hair is fucking stupid," <laughs> and then left. Yeah, that's that's straight on brand. left. And Aaron, of course, is like, "The hell, I don't." I like talking to Eric a lot, and he's <laughs> one of those people that. You can be as mean as you want to, and you're not going to hurt his feelings. No. Um, but he's also a person that when he's nice to you, it feels a little like you're being bullied. <laughs> I've never gotten that. Maybe really? I'm just that big of a dick. He's <laughs> like, whenever he's like sincerely nice, you just want to like go like, well, what, what, what is the joke? What I don't get the joke that you're doing. I think we need to don't get the prank. Why are you complimenting tear, me? Tear right that now? apart a little more. <laughs> when, <laughs> When Eric's nice to you, you're like, it's fucking mean, man. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it's a little like what being friends with Michael Ian Black is or something, where it's just like, <laughs> I don't know what you're getting at right now with these nice words you're saying. But Everything, it feels you're kind of alluding. A little dismissive. Like, if this were a show, it would cut to the next scene on how you're really fucking me over. Like I, Exactly. Probably. Yeah. Okay, totally. yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he's a nice guy. I've worked on some of his films. He's a filmmaker. Michael Ian Black? No, <laughs> Eric Fail. I like anybody who makes stuff. Mm-hmm. You make stuff. You wrote a you, book. You I did. Podcast. And the web series, okay, like, Bored with Life, the, would you consider it a podcast? We have a podcast called Bored with Life Adventures, mm-hmm. where it was originally Bored with Life Radio, and it was just us talking about board games. And we made a web series about board games. We did a Kickstarter. One of the goals was, like, if we make this much, we'll do a podcast. We did a podcast. It was right before D&D 5th edition came out. I'm a huge Dungeons & Dragons nerd. We started playing Dungeons & Dragons. People liked that more than the web series. (laughs) (laughs) And the web series was 
probably, I would say, roughly 50,000 times harder to make. Uh, it looks than difficult to make. It, it, you're working with how many different schedules. Right. And Big cast. All of everybody who was in front of the camera was also the people who were making it. And we were shooting on weekends. What we were trying to make feel like a, you know, network sitcom level of production. Didn't always hit that mark, but... Um, I like the sense of humor. It was it was friend ending uh, levels of 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 stress, and we I can relate to took that. a never ending break <laughs> on it, uh, and the podcast just kept going. And I think at this point, it's a podcast. How long? <laughs> how long's it been going? The sh- the podcast? Yeah. However long Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition's been out. That doesn't help me at yeah. all. <laughs> well, some I've somebody never, to this knows. I've never played. I've made. Uh, You've never played. Um. Well, I think you have to be, it's kind of like with anything, like, if you tell me I have to play something, I'm going to do everything I can not to ever fucking play it. But if you explained it, like, if I had you as a friend when I was younger, I'd probably be like, oh, I'll give it a shot. Donald seems to love it. Why Mm -hmm. not? Uh, But the way that my friend, my friend did, like, the LARPing and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so she was super, super into that. And then it's like, hey, I'm going to this party. Do you want to come with me? And I said, sure. So there will be a bunch of single people there. And I went, cool, sold. Mm-hmm. It was a because you love to fuck. <laughs> I love it, <laughs> love it. I'm like I am down to clown. You were like, oh, a party with single people. A party. Well, I mean, it really. I mean, it really helps if they're single, but <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter. No, it's a party. Got that's my what keys. Par- that's what parties are. <laughs> yeah, like just super here to fuck. Uh, <laughs> that's how I walk into places. Uh, even now, as a yeah. in a monogamous yeah. relationship, You're like, all right, who here gets Steven? and then what do I get? <laughs> and I'm like holding him by the back of his right, neck. yeah, like a like a <laughs> like a sad kitten. <laughs> and he's just, uh. but uh, no, I get there and there's you know a huge table with the map, and mm-hmm. I kind of looked at my friend, I'm like, hey, so. Is this nerd shit? Are we playing like D and D? She's like, yeah, and I'm like, I, I don't like being told that I'm doing. This. <laughs> and so they're like, all right, here's your character sheet, and I'm like, uh huh. Also, there was no alcohol, which I was expecting, and nobody was single. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nobody, and even if they were, I would have been like, well, I mean, look at this guy. No yeah. way. <laughs> oh, I... <laughs> no. Well, you don't date paladins. Mm. <laughs> Um, and it was just, I had, it was, I was so annoyed by it that I just like sat there crossing my arms and made people play for me. Yeah. Um, but now, yeah, my, my best friend's really into board games and all that stuff. Um, that it makes me want to do it because she talks about it. Like I have a choice. Right. (laughs) Playing these games. I, my parents played when I was very young. My dad's friends would come over. They would smoke weed and play Dungeons and Dragons in the basement. So I had a very different idea about what was cool than most people growing up. My dad is a punk rocker, super in old seventies punk music. He has a mohawk. What? Yeah, um, he's a certain type of guy. Not a great one, but one. Uh, and uh, him and my mom played Dungeons and Dragons pretty briefly, I think. Uh, but I would sit down there and watch him. Uh, and so growing up, it's always a thing I really liked and I would always get people to do. We moved a lot, so we didn't play a lot consistently, but, um, into adulthood, it's always been a thing 
I've been really interested in. It's probably the only thing with continuity through my entire life that I have liked, which feels weird. Um, but, you know, it's not for everybody. It's fine. No, I mean, again, yeah, just it's how you approach it. Um, and, of course, there are other people like, so I was thinking about, like, starting this new show, and it's going to be, like, a bunch of us playing, like, real, like role-playing, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, you, what's the angle Mm-hmm. Now, like if you're starting this in 2019, mm-hmm. what's the mm-hmm. um and there's still some really interesting ways that people are taking it. But for me, like I thought about forever ago, because this was uh what obscure chatter has become. The initial idea was like playing off of commentary, but then I had a friend that's like, you know what you should do since you hate board games so much, it should be about you trying out different board games every week. I'm like, that sounds frustrating as shit. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Yeah. They're like, yeah, that's why it would be funny because you would just be mad the whole time. I'm like, I already, <laughs> a woman doesn't really need help looking mm-hmm. like an angry bitch. Just mm-hmm. have an opinion mm-hmm. and a uterus. Or right. not. I mean, most women are angry bitches. Been they saying are. this yeah. for years. Angry bitches <laughs> down to fuck. <laughs> it's a good brand. <laughs> Should rename this podcast. Angry, angry bitches <laughs> down to fuck. And so here's what we do. We it take would, out all the re- <laughs> We bleep out all the references. <laughs> That's uh, how angry they are. Yeah, you know, D- D&D's a weird thing because it's a hobby that whenever you meet another person who's into it, it's probably like any hobby when you're super into it. Whenever you meet another person who's into Dungeons & Dragons, uh-huh. there's a really high percentage they're into it for completely different reasons oh, than yeah. you're into, and you actually don't have anything in common at all. It's probably a lot like doing drugs, where it's like, oh, <laughs> you do drugs too? There's no reason we should assume we'd be friends. Like It's sort of like that with Dungeons & Dragons, where it's like, like I, um, uh, I have... No problem with people who like this. Uh, it's totally valid. It's great. Um, but there's a lot of people who get really into the like, ah, Tinker de Vale for a lady, and I shall have your finest brandy wine. Ah, yes. And then my character sits back and he blows a smoke ring that looks like a frog jumping on a lily pad or something like that. And that's like fine. I'm not mad at that. And then there's some people who are like, I want to kill shit I want to do a war game I won't you know and that's fine too um but I don't like either of those aspects of the game really um for me it's like a fun way to sit around with some friends and talk shit I have very awful anxiety which is why I ramble uh and talk too much but game board games are like I don't drink I don't do drugs I don't do anything interesting Mm -hmm. so for me Games are very easy, like social lubricant, where it's like, ah, you've given me a thing to do while I talk to you, <laughs> like this. That's I what can movies do. are. That's what movies but are. But you for can't me. talk through movies. Well, see, but if it's a movie we're into, but yeah, why I are we talking like, through this movie? It's, it's one of it's my one favorites. Of it's one of my favorites. <laughs> Huge, but yes, I get that. But the same thing, like with specifically horror. If it's like, oh, I like horror movies. Like, what are yours? And I'm like, I don't want to argue with you. Right. I don't want to do this. I don't want. Yeah, do totally. This. Or, uh, hey, do you want to watch this? It's, like, super random. It's about, like, this couple, and they're, like, cannibals. I'm like, uh-huh. Well, I've never heard of it, and I don't want to ever see that. Yeah, totally. We could uh, definitely just hang out. The way I've most been dragged by this, 
Uh, most this is another exclusive. I <laughs> stop the fucking movie. Accidentally no. copied on an email that Liam O'Brien, the voice actor, was yeah. setting up a game of Dungeons and Dragons, and I had just worked with him like a week before, mm-hmm. and then. He sent out an email to five people, including me, and said, like, hey, I'm putting together a game of Dungeons and Dragons. What do you guys want to do? And I just was like, this is clearly not intended for me. But Dungeons and Dragons is exactly enough of my brand that it maybe is, but like, surely it's not. I'm not a famous person. The other people on this email thread are famous people. Uh, and so I just was awkwardly on this email chain. I didn't respond to it for a long time until one of his friends was like, who's Donald Schultz? <laughs> I think you copied the wrong guy. And then he was like, oh, sorry, dude. And I was like, ha, yeah. I do, I do play. (laughs) By the way, but I live in Dallas, so probably couldn't. All right. We can make it work. Later. You're very talented. (laughs) So it's a shame that didn't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I got enough shit going on. Well, okay. So you've been playing forever. And the people that were on, that are on... Uh, bored with life. What started you wanting to record it? It literally it, just like, was. We were obligated to do a podcast, really? and I had been get, trying to get them to play for years, and uh, they just were very resistant to it. Um, oh, had they never played before. None or? of them had ever played. Hmm. Chris says he'd played when he was a kid, but that's not true. Um, <laughs> every person in the entire world says that when you talk about D and D, they go, "I played once when I was a kid, and they like had me make a character, and then I died." It's like everyone's story is the same. Everyone... I played once, and I did not fuck a single person at this party. So I'm happy to surprise you. Tom. People obviously introduce people to Dungeons and Dragons so poorly. Um, But anyways, yeah, none of them had played. um, And so we played once, and it was very, very fun. We played as like a test recording of what the podcast might be like. Um, We were, for a while, the plan was to do this, we had this crazy idea, like what if we did a dungeon, this was before Board with Life was a show. We had this idea. We had Houses Houses and Humans was the name of it. We had the URL, we had a logo, everything. And the idea was it was going to be um, uh, voice actors playing Dungeons and Dragons. I thought this is going to be huge. Want to time it up right to where when Fifth Edition D and D comes out? Because this is back before it existed. I couldn't get it together. We were going to try to do Fourth Edition. That didn't work. Doesn't you don't care about any of that? But no idea what you're talking. None about. of that worked. But you that all fell it. through. And so then eventually, um, we needed a thing to do. I was like, aha. This is my excuse. There's a new version of Dungeons and Dragons coming out. We need a podcast. We're out of stuff to talk about. I'm going to make you guys play Dungeons and Dragons with me. And then I loved it. And the funniest part is, is my friend Andrew, who's the biggest nerd in the world. He moved to New Zealand for several years of his life because he loved the Lord of the Rings movies so much. Refused to play. He was like, that's just not the sort of thing I would be into. And I'm like... I disagree. I think it's the thing you'd be most into. And he was like, no, I just don't. That's just not my kind of thing. And now uh, we did the first season and he like messaged me like, oh, I'm so stupid. I want to play so bad. It's my favorite (laughs) thing. Let me be in it. Um, And so now he loves it. Um, And it was cool. It's really fun. That first game watching my friends realize like, oh, this is actually rad. I love doing this. Um, But 
I have sat at tables with people who are great at the game, and I've had just the most terrible fucking time of my life. Uh, you know, it's just a, people do different things, different ways. Can you tell early on when it's not going to go the way you hoped? I can would? tell before I get there. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'll go. I don't want to do this anymore, but here we are. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's fine. People, you know. They enjoy the game in different ways than I do. But you can tell, you know, it's hard because there's some people who are like, my character's name is Bonerfart. <laughs> his dick goes inside his butt and he pukes all the time or something. You're like, oh, okay, funny. And then you got other people who are like, my name is Arathemus Costara, and I am seeking the one who turned me into a demon. And my Sometimes I'm birthday <laughs> is this, and I also have four tongues, and there's other names, and or whatever. And I, like, what I really like is something in between those two things, which is impossible to describe, but you kind of know it when you see it, sort of uh-huh. thing. Um, I guess the only way anybody listening to this would know would be to listen to our podcast. <laughs> You should. <laughs> well, see, I watched I watched your web series. Uh, when Actually, when Hoff first started working with you, for some reason, I was just like, nah. And there were people that I've seen up at various studios mm-hmm. that because of the series and seeing them act, I wanted to talk to them. But I'm... I think people have this idea that I'm just like very like, hey, fuckers, what's going on? We're going to yeah. be friends. But in reality, I'm like, I want to tell you that I think you're hilarious. But instead, I'm just going to awkwardly stare at you until one of us leaves. We, uh, <laughs> you know, it was fun. We learned a lot. Uh, I'm really proud of what we accomplished. But I think for people, a lot of us uh, have gotten jobs from the work we did on that thing. My wife has gotten two jobs from the thing she did on that. Um, I've heard a and, little bit about it. It sounds like she's doing really, really um, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I think for people who work in production and mm-hmm. understand the context that, that it was made in, uh, it's, I think, pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for the average person, it's a 30-minute video on the internet. <laughs> That you have to watch. It's not like, oh, I'll put this on while I check my email. It's just a guy playing a video game. It's like a TV show and not as good as the ones you've seen. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we made it and we I think it's pretty neat when you know all that. Um, but yeah, we're proud of it. But the, the, the podcast is fun and it's doing well and people – it's like uh, – it's like if you like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff, uh, I think it's worth checking out. If you don't like Dungeons and Dragons, like if you've if Listen you've in. never played Dungeons and Dragons or you don't have a strong interest in Dungeons and Dragons, it's probably not for you. I'd probably watch Critical Role or something like that. It's a, it's not like down and dirty, like yeah, we're really hardcore playing the game, but it's a little bit more like what a real game of Dungeons and Dragons sounds like than like a radio play. Yeah, that makes, a lot of stuff that people are putting out now. Which I get. I get, too. Like, I love the Adventure Zone. That's great. But, like, if you listen to that, sometimes it's a person talking at people for, like, 30 minutes describing, Mm -hmm. like, and then you do this, and then you do that. And it's really good radio, but you think, like, oh, that would not be fun to play. No. (laughs) But that's my plug. Well done. We can go home now. Uh, There's, like, half a movie left. (laughs) There's a... There's a tabletop game based on this movie we're watching. Actually, okay, yes. I. How do you talk about that? I'm uh, poorly. Um, I'm telling you, Steve's episode has the most beeps ever, to the point where I'm like, is this 
Is this anything? <laughs> I think so, damn it. But you actually have talked me into, you and Sarah, my best friend, um, talked me into playing some stuff that I'm like, oh, okay, I'm into that. I don't know. There's, I think of, <laughs> I think probably that one party when I think of board games where I did not fuck. I have to qualify it that way. Do do. What about board games do you not like? Have you been able to pinpoint it? Um, it's someone dictating how I'm going to like that. This is fun. It says so on the box. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, I don't know. I really don't know. Just, I'm, I'm a huge tabletop game nerd. I love mm-hmm. board games. Um, I love RPGs uh, of all sorts. Um. But I think they're all very specific. My friend and I often talk about how, like, um, having a game night is a lot like inviting people to a dinner party. Yeah. And a lot of people invite people to a dinner party without checking what anybody is and what anybody else's dietary restrictions are. You know what I mean? Yeah. So much people show up who are allergic to peanuts and you're like, all I have is peanut butter cake. (laughs) And, like, we're just (laughs) supposed to deal with that, I guess, while you have fun. Um, No one drinks Except I think of myself <laughs> sort of like a tabletop game sommelier. Is that what you call him? Yeah. The guy who tastes the wine? Um, and then spits the game back in the I have a lot of games, but they're not all for everybody at all times. You got to feel the mood of the room. You got to feel the vibe. Mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty good at reading a room when it comes to that and, and picking the right the right. Uh, thing. I think you think about it a lot more than people that have invited me to places. That's it's- probably true. <laughs> That's probably true. But, you know, it's... It's um, it's not it's not necessarily a thing everybody enjoys, but I think I I didn't know if like if there's like a lot of people have anxiety about looking stupid or feeling like put on the spot because like they I, had experience playing a game that's like way too complicated or like there's a lot of like party games like charades yeah. where it's like get up in front of us and do a thing, dummy, and we'll all laugh Keep, at you. Okay, cons have actually sprung that on me in the last minute. They're like, hey. Uh, no, your agent, like, agreed to this. Like, you're playing charades in front of, like, 200 people. Be like, okay. Yeah. I hate all of what yeah. you just said. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily feeling stupid. I don't know. I just never feel down for it. And I feel like I'm being really watched because I think, if you know a little bit about me, sarcastic, blah, 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 that you're expecting me to act a certain way in this game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really, if I don't mm-hmm. know the game, if I'm stumped, mm-hmm. And you can't explain it well. I just want to leave. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but a lot of people, yeah, they they play a game and they a lot of games. It's like, hey, do a math problem real quick while we all watch. Or it's like, hey, get up there and like do a thing for mm-hmm. us. You know what I mean? And like, then there's other games where it's like, you can carry on a conversation yeah. while the game is happening. You know yeah, if I, I can mean? hang, I don't actually feel like I can hang. Because I feel like then the person that's holding the game, which happened to me, I think, the last time. There was a game night that I did, mm-hmm. and I kept trying to talk about stuff, and other people would get upset because I'm not focusing on the game. Right. Like, yeah, I don't want to spend six hours. Right. That sucks. <laughs> doing that. Um, that sucks. And if you go to, like, a board game, like, forum or, like, subreddit or something, there's a lot of people like, there's a person at my game night, and they were... Just talk. I didn't know how to tell them, like, hey, we're here to play a game. And you're like, 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 well, you failed. You picked. <laughs> you so, served. 
you brought everybody to a dinner party and you served like hot ham water and then like got confused. It gets better every day. When people were like, uh, they didn't want to just eat hot ham water for dinner. She comes to my party and she's a vegan. She's sitting here talking (laughs) at a party, talking to other people, enjoying herself. And I'm sitting here confused. Because like when I get together with my board game friends, Uh a lot of times we're getting together spend time together, but, like, we want to play a game that consumes the majority of our attention. You yeah. know what I mean? But then when I'm having people over who are less into that, I also love games like a Dominion. Like, uh, it's a classic. That's a classic right there, your Dominion. You know, you got King Domino. You gotta, you gotta, you from all you over know. the fucking place, man. <laughs> There's a recent one. Tiny Towns is pretty good. These games, uh, you just only have to pay attention on your turn. <laughs> and then the rest of the time, you can just talk. See, okay. And then your turn rolls around, That's... and you're like, cool. And some people are like, I hate that. It's like, we're all playing our own game of solitaire. It's like, ah, but there's certain people for whom the enjoyment of being around other people is talking to them. Not that having sounds a fun thing to, me. to not that have to talk to them. sounds fun. Yeah. But, like, I know without a doubt that at that party that I was dragged to, and also my friend drove, mm-hmm. and at the time I lived in Arlington, this was in Louisville, so it was a drive, for like a seventeen-year-old, uh, that was really just looking to hang. Clearly, uh, but I'm like, I know that when I got there, by the time I left, that they hated for bringing me, and yeah. that I was the dick. Yeah, and I know and that you weren't. <laughs> it was subjected upon you. <laughs> I know, but like, if you take away the cut, like, if it's just a hey, like, we're all gonna watch like nothing but like these silent films and don't talk for the whole time, like, <laughs> totally. I this doesn't sound fun to me. They're like, oh God, why did you bring this person? I'm like, that's a really good question. Why did you bring me? <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. What about me said yes. This. Mm-hmm. Done. <laughs> I think I enjoy uh entertaining people. Mm-hmm. I really like being liked. I like <laughs> people. <laughs> I really like people giving me Positive feedback. Yeah. Um, uh, And I get really anxious and don't know what to do when I don't. So, like, when when you're you're having – when I have people over to do a thing, uh, I really try to, like, you know – it's weird, though, right? Because here's the thing is then how do you invite all your friends over? You don't. You can't. No, you don't. You can't. It's like if some of your friends do heroin and some don't. (laughs) They don't all need to come to the party where you're, you're doing heroin. you're going to have the friend that does heroin talking casually about how everybody's... Well, like, like, we're all over here trying to, like, do heroin. <laughs> and you're over there like, yeah, guys. Uh, <laughs> right on. I'm... I'm... Rad. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> great... Like, <laughs> we're doing heroin right now. Why are you talking about... Because I, I don't do heroin. I love how energetic you are as you're doing heroin in this scenario. I'm an angry nodder. <laughs> well, that, like, when I worked at a Red Blood Club, it's so funny to just have, like, the door guy be like, my nose is bleeding. <laughs> like, it's so fucked up, right? I'm like, why is your nose bleeding? And, like, <laughs> you have Steven who's like, because of the coke. That would be why. I'm like, yeah. I love that you're saying it. Like, I should, like, I'm the fucking asshole <laughs> for not knowing about the coke that everyone's. <laughs> so my my dad does drugs. Um, allegedly. If you're, if you're a copy and listen to this, you have to tweet me and say. 
That's entrapment if you don't. Um, but, if you, like, my dad, I've never done drugs. I've never drank. I grew up around them. So to me, it's like, yeah. it was always, my teenage rebellion was being this fucking nerd. Um, I think it worked out well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I never did that stuff. But now that I'm, like, in my 30s, I think a lot about, like, I should do drugs. But my brand is so strongly established at this point. Like, Did you see like, your brand? Yes. To yourself uh, in yes. this scenario? Yeah. But my brand. Well, <laughs> I feel like at this point, it's more interesting to be the person who has never drank than it is to, like, start drinking when you're 33. Do you know what I mean? I'm doing That's a little weird. The opposite, where, like, by 17, it's like, I think I'm going to stop drinking for a little bit. <laughs> To the point where it's like, right on. But now, at 35, it's like, yeah, um, I don't drink anymore. It's like, why? Yeah. Like, you're not allowed to do that. And like, well, you weren't an alcoholic. I'm like, no. I, I Here's don't know. what I'll do. <laughs> I'm going to just. I'll go in my 60s. Now, that's a strong brand. <laughs> when you get really old, then start doing drugs Wait, and drinking. Yeah. <laughs> But pick a really obscure thing that like set you off. Well, the, yeah, and they'll 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 be something <laughs> by then. There's already stuff, uh, <laughs> but by the time I'm like old, they'll have really cool drugs that'll be like rad, you know. Or what if they're really lame? Like it's just eating a burger. That's like the ultimate. I drug. am a vegetarian, so that would also be a drug. Ah, see. Um. Oh man, I love this guy. Dude. Oh so man, much. this guy. They hated each other so fucking much. Did they? <laughs> they did. Oh, man, I bet. They really, really did. <laughs> and I'm like, I think it, it plays into it their works. performance yeah. so well. <sighs> I love that there's not like, so here's, here's in, the, in a movie that would have been made now. Mm-hmm. Do you believe the word now? No. <laughs> In a modern movie, spoilers, this movie's old. Uh, <laughs> you would have, like, there'd be a lesson to be learned by either of these guys. It and has they, to be full circle. Right. And, but they would have arcs and stuff. But in this film, they just, they get to appreciate each other's point of view better. Um, but, like, nobody fundamentally is like, like, oh, I've learned the great lesson. It's like, there's like a, an understanding and like, uh, like in order to survive this ordeal, we're gonna have to like. I, I need some of what you have. You need some of what I have. But there's no, there's no like. And in the end, we all learned that the old ways are better than the new ways, or some stupid <laughs> shit like that. Or yeah, it's just people being thrown into what is essentially just an impossible situation, and you don't know what's going to happen. But. Um, I, that's all I need. I don't need, well, this is happening. But you also have to remember, this guy's tragic backstory, mm-hmm. which, I mean, we do get a bit of the backstory mm-hmm. of, like, why he's kind of an asshole. But, mm-hmm. like, even then, it doesn't explain a lot. Not really. No. I mean, it's funny. His react. like, I thought about this the other day. I rewatched this movie. Oh, man. I don't know what you're going to do with this. I rewatched this movie every... So do I. <laughs> right. So do I. Yeah. Um, it's one of my favorite holiday films. <laughs> Oh, no, I'll just delete. <laughs> um, but the last time I watched it, I was thinking about that. And I was thinking, like, I guess if I'm going to, like, try to, like, apply some sort of theme to these guys. Um, your boy here has reacted to 
with sort of like a fascination. Like he wants to understand it. Mm-hmm. And your other boy has reacted to these old <laughs> to his boys. Yeah. Funny. Reacted to as like, I'm going to and and get <laughs> That's my reaction <laughs> to this terrible thing. Um and then this dude is like, I'm just gonna not look at it. <laughs> The best thing I could do would be just not do it. Simple. Just don't me. Uh, yeah. It, <laughs> but it'll take a couple for us to really get to the heart and just disregard the other and then just forget about it. Do you know why they never made a Because <laughs> <laughs> Like that would what? be. Well, see, that's another thing. Like with like. I was having this blockbuster argument because we, uh, Adam Sheehan and I were talking about... Oh, wow, you about went to a blockbuster just Talking to have about a fight. the old school. Well, I used to, I used to want to, yeah, the film geek. I'm like, I wanted to work at a blockbuster so bad. Me too. <laughs> I did. Um, but then, like, horror dork, I'd be like, why is this movie, this one specifically, why is that in horror? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, why would I put that in? Yeah. Does it matter? No. Right. I don't know. Yeah. It's just a banger. Yeah. It's... So this movie, here's where we're going to get really bleepy. One thing I love about this movie, and I love also about and it's the reason I love both of those movies, and I know you love them as well, mm-hmm. is it's people being thrown into a situation, and the movie's completely disinterested in the how or the why. Yeah. Um, it's more about the human reaction to this, and like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do to survive? Um, and the movie doesn't make any really strong judgments about no. it. It just goes like, what would they do in this situation? Okay, now what would they do here? I guess that person would die. What would they do here or whatever? Um, and it, the movie, it, it adds a lot of tension, I think, that like, I think is missing from a lot of other genre movies where people exist solely to die and so they don't react to the situation. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. where, like, like in there's a scene where that one lady is loading the canisters and Alan shows up and she's just losing her mind. Like, oh. breaking yeah. down. Um, but not in a like 80s slasher right. movie sort of like way, but like the way a person would be like, what? I don't know what to do. She's a fantastic like, actor. She's yeah. so good. And you're just looking at it, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, like, doesn't she survives you know because she's smart and this and that but also just sort of like right place right time yeah. you know like isn't it, it isn't until the sequel that it's like oh and then we get the background of like oh she's a right that, yeah like, totally fucking dead uh all the stuff but yeah it's something i never really thought about i love that that's a thing i like in movies i like when the movie is focused on the human part of the story, not the plot of the story, if that makes any sense. Like like a Transformer movie, I'm, this is really lame to just dunk on Transformers movies, but it's safe to do that. Where you go like, like, and then they go to the pyramids, and then <laughs> they go to the swamp, and then they go to New York City, and then they go here. And there's a lot of like, and then, and there's not a lot of like, like what anybody was feeling or thinking about it, you know what I mean? And so it's hard for me to connect to any of that. Whenever they're trying to come through the point of view of the other, for some reason, people feel that they don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because, and that's why 
it's so hard to do that they're like, well, we got to add more fucking humans into mm-hmm. this. Otherwise, mm-hmm. people aren't going to be able to. That even came into uh, with one of my creative editors for my book. She's like, well, this character, because, you know, she's human, but she's not. And like, you need to humanize her more so people can relate to her. I'm like, people shouldn't relate to her. She's mm-hmm. one of 11 people that can do this mm-hmm. one specific thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, lost her completely. Yeah. Uh, or she, and she's like, oh, I'm just saying. I'm like, I'm saying I want to do it this way. So that's why I'm on fucking. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think it's too. I think we're so used to having stuff be pussyfooted around that it's hard to just teach, like, train yourself out of that way of thinking. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, nothing is safe. Yeah. Just do it however you're going to fucking do it. Basically, all my favorite movies and any, like, serious movie that I've attempted to write. Uh, or a serious piece of fiction I've attempted to write. I think I was thinking about this the other day, and I feel like a common theme is just generally like people dealing with a situation that forces them to confront the fact that like like if being forced to make a decision, like yeah. being and like the human reaction to that. Uh, versus, like, what happens. Like, the, the what happens part, I think, is, like, I'm not that interested in it, and I think it's, like, super overrated in a weird way where a lot of stuff, like, like the early seasons of Game of Thrones are, like, about the people reacting to the scenario. Yes. And then the later seasons are about what happens. It's, like, and then she blows up the whole church. Oh, really? How do people react to that? Eh. And then... <laughs> Goes, oh, all these people. You're like, oh, wow, that's really going to change the dynamic in the next episode. It's fine. They'll be back. They'll, and they'll be then back. <laughs> all these guys get wiped out. And it's a lot of like, like, and then this. And it's like, whoa. And that a lot of people love that. But I'm generally like, like as, as small as you can make it and just about like, like, oh, like, how, how, is, how do you deal with that? You know, like like early Game of Thrones is a, we were talking about it earlier, like yeah. as an example. It's like there's dragons. How does everybody feel about that? Which is more interesting to me. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? Well, like, I think the showrunners themselves eventually like said that the initial show is throwing out the net and then it's slowly pulling sure. the net back in. I'm like, the net doesn't have to ever come back into me. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm like, that's not how life works. Mm-hmm. At the end of my life, I'm not no uh, hopefully, you know. Of old age or whatever, but I don't know. God knows what it's actually going to be. But it's <laughs> like if I'm in a Would position- you like me to tell you? Sure. <laughs> I'm going to love that scene. The <laughs> is so well shot. <laughs> I fucking hate you. Um no Who directed idea. the first episode of <laughs> you know. See, I knew what this was going to be like, and I still came here, uh, which I appreciate uh, you taking the time because I know you're stupid busy right now. You're always kind of like doing at least 20 things when I see you. Mm-hmm. Which means I'm never doing anything very well. <laughs> but, oh, God, I forgot what I was going to say. Something very clever. Random tangent, like, uh, what was it, John Voight? Not political or whatever, but, like, John Boyd had mentioned something, and I kind of threw, like, a Transformers thing, thinking, like, we can all agree. Right. We shouldn't really give a fuck about what the president of the Transformers movie said. Mm-hmm. Four people immediately, like, uh, he's the Secretary of Defense. 
They didn't focus on anything else except that I was very wrong about They're like, the president was on the plane? Like, if you don't remember? I'm like, you got me. I guess. John, John Voight falls into a certain category of man who looks ugly to me in a way <laughs> that I find fascinating because he's in a lot of movies and he's very famous. Um, and I feel like, like in England, they still put ugly people in movies and TV, well, which is great. They're good actors. I love it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's a great idea. That's neat. Here, you almost never see ugly people and stuff. But he carried on through the 70s. It was like, hey, I remember back when they used to put ugly people and stuff. Here I am still kicking around, writing dumb stuff on the internet or whatever John Voight does at this time. <laughs> um, who's great in this film, by the way. <laughs> sure. He's the <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, there you go. The <laughs> which is both. There you go. I'm not sure you knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, anytime someone mentions John Voight, I think of Anaconda. Me too. <laughs> Me too. And the snake spits him out, and he's so slimy. Yes. And he just does a blank look, and I'm like, is that it? Is that it? Really? I, Were you I, big into Anaconda? No. Mm. Um, I mean, I was there for early J-Lo, Ice Cube. Sure. Eric Stoltz. I bet. That seems right. The, the OG Marty McFly. Probably good that he wasn't. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, um, Anaconda, what a horror Anaconda, I remember when that came out. A lot of kids my age were into it. You know what movie I loved at the time? I loved the the 2000. I loved that I'm sorry, the one that had (laughs) team up with. What are you, I mean, you're you're saying that like that's not the raddest shit in the world. Where it's like (laughs) literally a music video where. He goes up a and raps angrily at. All he does is say. He's like, he literally at one point says. Two. He says he's going. Is he rapping from the point of view of? I don't know, but the music video is difficult to interpret that way. It. Oh. Oh my. I don't. I don't really attribute a lot of malice. To He's just doing what he does. I don't know why he does what he does after the first movie. He just do what he do. He's just kicking it. Here we go. Pow. Oh, boy. My dad was in the And he was immediately like, yeah, that's, uh, that can actually, there's bigger than that. I'm like, cool. We're going to the tomorrow. Right. Have to be so, that up. So here's one. Check this out. Tie it all together. Had at the time the little who would say, and he said, in relation to the he said for, which was a reference to this film. But I didn't know that until I, I was know an adult. How I'm going to beep that. But in my head, all I'm doing is trying to calculate like math problems about what parts of this can be said. In a way that will make the bleeping difficult for Stephen. The funny, the funnier thing, I think that I think during Stephen's episode, there was a point where I went on a tangent. I didn't realize that all of it had to get beeped because I was talking about a specific actor. And then you, he stopped beeping me. You hear me breathe in, and then it's a mu- another like <laughs> minute of beeping. But it made Stephen laugh. 
That's all my marriage is, is just trying to make him laugh and apologizing when I don't. It's hard to do. Mm. He's a tough audience. So, the <laughs> tough mm, I don't know that that's how he said it. <laughs> Actually, it's the same uh, voice actor that does Is it really? Yeah. I always wondered, that can't come back, right? That guy, they bring back all this stuff like, oh, you're nostalgic for this stupid fucking thing? We're doing these commercials again. That can't come back, right? I hope not. It's too dicey. It, I don't know. With this climate, because there was a friend of mine that did an audition early last week and then told, asked me on the phone, like, hey, um, is this accent offensive? And it was a Spanish accent. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, yeah, that's pretty fucking offensive he went so i definitely shouldn't have auditioned with it um and i made this joke and i had a couple of people be like all right well if they're genuinely trying it can't be offensive and i'm like that's mm, not accurate at all no you get to decide how <laughs> other people feel about stuff but here's the thing this is maybe not accurate but it's how i feel I feel like the blame should rest at the people with the most money making the thing, yeah. not at the actor that. just trying to pay their bills auditioning for the thing. Like, if I send out an audition for a thing and it says, like, you know, like, sassy gay man, just like you know from the 90s sitcoms or whatever. A very like, dated trope. Right. Like, if you audition for that and get it, I don't know that we live in a society that's structured fairly enough for me to be that mad at you versus me for making the character that bad. Do you know what I mean? And I think there's a lot of art that has been made uh, that at a glance, an audition site or something, you go, boo, that's dicey. And then you Mm -hmm. see it in execution and you go, I think that's, I think you did it. I think you kind of, you did something kind of smart there or whatever. Um, and I don't know that uh, as an actor, uh, I want to deal with people who are trying to figure that shit out. <laughs> I just want them to come in and do the job as good as they can and not, like, worry themselves with, like, am I allowed? But, of course, right. your job is to be on social media. That's part of being an actor and stuff because it's terrible. So, unfortunately, you do have to deal with the fallout of that. But on a perfect world, my reaction would be like, no, you blame the person who Like, made a bunch it. of people said yes after you recorded that and before to get you to get to that point. Yes, right. I agree with it's that. It's like, I gave I you $200 so I could make a million dollars doing this racist thing. I feel like the person who needed the 200 bucks should bear less blame than the person who needed the million. And, yeah, Huff and I were talking about that where I have been doing voiceover specific I've been acting since I was 14 but been doing voiceover specifically for over 11 years now where I'm comfortable enough now that if I'm not sure I just want to audition for it sure that's not where everybody is sure um, there are some people that feel they just need every getting, single role getting yeah. the audition like they would be stupid not to do it even if they might not necessarily be doing credit to someone someone else's culture or even their own. Mm-hmm. Um, or, yes. Your own is the toughest. You just got to kind of laugh it off and move on, I think. I, well, I if, did. If you're in the position where you need the gig, I, there's a lot of people who I, I have known who are just like, I'll do whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Like, it's whatever. And I can't be too mad at them. I'm just mad at the people, you know, who are making the racist <laughs> thing that they're in, really. Yeah. Or um, one that was so careful that they cast me as a Latina and I said... I'm like, yeah, I'm totally down with doing it, just so you know. Like, uh, 
I ref- Yes. Actually, nope. re-watching that uh, with the digital remaster, Steven's like, oh, man, I've never seen that. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's been in there the whole time. Mm-hmm. But um, they, the as I was getting directed, they kept asking, they're like, is this okay to do? Is this okay? Right. And I'm um, like, yeah, it's fine. And like, so as a Latina, I'm like, quit saying Latina. <laughs> First of all, uh, I am not all Mexicans refer to themselves this way, but I ref- prefer Chicana. And I had to explain what that was. Um, and, but it's just, they, they were just genuinely curious and only, yeah, I don't know. But so <laughs> like afterward, I was like, yeah, I feel really good about that. But then it's like, here's part of hmm, it. Did I do the wrong thing? Here's part of it, right? <laughs> you have to deal with all that. Yeah. I don't have to deal with any of that. No. As like, if I'm an actor, I'm not. But if I am an actor. I'm going to cast you as a straight if, white guy. If, I hope if, you if, don't. Right. <laughs> Nobody goes like, hey, is this okay? You don't have to like decide like, am I stabbing my own Am I setting my own culture back by taking this gig? You're just getting gigs and getting paid. Yeah. And then those things in a profession like acting snowball because every gig you have theoretically could lead to another gig. So the more gigs you have, blah, blah, blah. We all know this. Yeah. Well, we should all know this, but if you go on the internet, people actually think they don't know this. They know it. (laughs) They know it. But but it's, you know, uh, it gives you just an, an innate, you know, advantage. So that's part of why I'm like, you know what? If you're a person of an unrepresented, uh, you know, minority or whatever, uh, and you see a part coming your way, I, as a straight white man, the greatest authority on earth, uh, cannot be <laughs> mad at you for just taking the gig. Uh, but not everybody feels that people should do what they're comfortable with. But it's it's yeah, do it. You're, you're because nobody else time, because yeah. nobody else has to deal with it. No. You know, straight white guys don't ever have to deal with it. And and white women barely ever have to deal with it. Um, you know, it might be like, I'm a mom again, but, or, I'm, <laughs> or I'm hot again or something. But that doesn't get into like, you know, like, oh, are you allowed to say, is it okay if I Sometimes do this character? It's how, like, there was a script. Uh, it was a Walla thing. And uh, it had no. When you say walla, of course you mean with uh, all actors. Dish, dish walla, the nineties <laughs> uh, sort of pop grunge band. Dish walla, they did counting blue cards, I believe. Yeah. Um, Can't name more than two meatloaf songs, but <laughs> uh, so you were in a dish walla uh, yes, session. I was in a dish walla session, also known as a scream and die and grunge session. Love that album. Uh, <laughs> but. It was a like a thirty second like girl cue, but all they said was girly talk, mm-hmm. and I was in a bit of a mood. So I'm like, "What do you mean, girly talk? Like, just talk about whatever the fuck women talk about." Mm-hmm. I'm like, I so so periods. The that's exactly what I did. <laughs> I'm like, the bulk of the uterine lighting is shed within the first three mm-hmm. to five days, and talked about. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, can you be more specific? I'm like. Talk about a boy that you like. I'm like, why wouldn't I talk about the girl that I like? He's like, Terry. I'm like, I, okay, sorry. <laughs> I think I'm I'm just really trying to be a dick right now. Okay, yeah, sure. And then it just became like a lot of, oh, sure, right. girl. Yeah. Uh, but you just don't know. Say yes to the gig, say no to the gig. It's whatever. It's hard. Uh, what sucks is when you don't know until you're there. Like, oh, you're expecting me to do this and I've already been booked. Right. That's weird. How much of a stink do I want to make? How much? I've had friends leave and then they just never get called in again. And I'm like, I respect that you stuck to your guns. 
but it does suck that it sucks. they remember you for being, being difficult. Yeah. But it like Yeah. Put them in it like if it's sexy sexy or mm-hmm. uh conflicts with uh their faith. Something it's like also that. tough because I've I've gotten used <clears throat> to working with a lot of people who just don't give a damn about certain things and then you have to remind yourself like oh wait some yeah. people do give a damn so yeah. it's like son this an octopus is fucking you in the butt uh, <laughs> let's, let's take it from the top and they're just like oh hi Donald nice to meet you I've never met you before I'd like to leave now I don't want to do that and I'm like ah women are so emotional um, that's never happened none of that's ever happened but you know like, there and, are some, uh, a lot of the you, actors I work with, they're pretty, you know, they'd yeah. be like, ah, it's fine. It's an octopus. Yeah, get in my butt, octopus. Ha-ha. Well, it but was then, shortly after that, the friend that I got called in for another show with that studio, and it was my first, and they actually, like, quadruple checked. They're like, at one point, you're, you will see your character's boobs. Is that okay with mm-hmm. you? I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Why are you mm-hmm. asking me? They're like, so you're all right. Like, asking me every which sure. way. And I'm like, am I supposed to be topless during this? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, though. Actors are so often put in uncomfortable situations, but directors and producers get really fucking wound up if there's ever a moment where they are to be made feel uncomfortable. <laughs> like, your whole job is to be uncomfortable. But yeah. if I'm like, so what? I'm supposed to ask a question every time I do something? It's like, yeah, what the hell? makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, well, your job isn't to go pretend to be fucked by an octopus, so maybe pick your battles, dummy. Oh, uh, can we do it again? Open mouth. <laughs> There's clenched sure. teeth there. The <laughs> oh, it's really not matching up to the picture? I don't feel the tentacle titillation. I've done some, nothing that bad, but I've done some stuff that you feel pretty awful asking a person to do. Um, and usually when those happen, I just go like, one take, you don't even really got to look at it. <laughs> right. I think I'm we'll, just, we'll just edit it around and make it work. It's fine. Well, it was, uh, the first, one of the first shows I directed with Funny was Rin Daughters of Namasane. And there's a character uh, that plays various clones of herself. And it's in like the third, fourth dimension or whatever. So it's all happening in your mind. That's the one reality. that Dishwala did the score yeah. for. Uh, <laughs> but so this actress is clearly like very uncomfortable. It's her first time doing something like that. But they called me in because they're like, eh, you know, she'll feel a little more comfortable since it's a girl. Mm-hmm. And uh, then someone tries to come in with a tour. Like to oh, like damn. look and I yeah. sh- I slammed the door in their face and they were like, Do you like, hey, it's not a big deal? I'm like, it is a big deal. They're like, yeah. You're telling me I can't come in. I'm like, Yes. Like, I'm working. <laughs> I mean, can you just imagine? And the actress thanked me, but it was like, What are you? I'm like, yeah. we're doing something kind of risque, so maybe come back like in the next hour. I've got this actor who is a talker and his character's mm-hmm. hilarious. Mm-hmm. But no, they really didn't want to have to come back later, but yeah. it was odd to just have to explain, like, no, because this is a really emotional scene. Yeah. Uh, emotional for the actress going, like, I guess I'm doing this. I guess I'm playing, like, eight different versions of myself, all fucking cool. Yeah. <sighs> Good times. Being an actor is the best. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. I still uh, sing this song randomly. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, I still 
uh, search for a joke sometimes when I don't know what to say next. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I really like this scene. I like that this is where they like bond and then nature's just like, I don't give a shit about your bonding. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this. Or like, eh, we don't want this to like become like a thing. We don't want to learn too much about these people. <laughs> that was a thing. Tension in, and in, release. In this especially in where Which I've never seen. It you don't need to. <laughs> uh but I watched it because I was a big fan of it's like uh it's like and it shows of course the the it's like that father like like, I'm like, I don't think it did. I don't. <laughs> that, though, it, I love this movie. But I will say, they do just sort of. <laughs> very at the very, very, very end, you see, you see them kind of go, like, just shift over. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't see that. It's just like, what happened? <laughs> Which might really be, honestly, the human reaction to that at that point. Well. Like, like, um, but yeah, or you, f- um, focus on that. A lot of not maybe not a ton of. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he was him anyway. Um, that's true. They do. That's what they don't talk about. Um, in the board game, they do. They get into that. <laughs> I really want to play that. Here it is. So, so weird. Nope. <laughs> no, we passed it. Nope, there it is. Um, you'd think it'd be in a more peaceful moment. <laughs> so, have you ever gone out? Yes. Really? Uh, yes. Um, not fond of it. I get really, really easy. As I get older, I get even more and more. I... As a kid, like, of course, you just don't think about that stuff. But I've always kind of had a thing. But when I was 13, I was hit by a car. Uh, and the dude drove off, um, which was fun. But I And that was John Voight. <laughs> uh, but which is why John it's fine Voight. I said he's so ugly. Uh, he he <laughs> waited for me to wake up, shook me awake, and then drove off. Uh, oh, is that re- they really were like, not dead? Later. I heard, wake up, wake up. And when I started opening my eyes, I heard... Uh, car peel out. Um, so it was fun. And uh, because of that, I like I got hit in the street and I landed on the sidewalk. I was like, who dragged me over here? They're like, this is where you landed. I'm like, holy shit. But I landed my the, ba- the base of my skull on the sidewalk. Um, and I'm partially deaf in my right ear because of uh, blood in that thing. But as I've gotten older, the equilibrium has gotten super oh. off. Super, super off. And as I get older, it gets worse and worse. Like, now all it takes is a bumpy car ride for me to just be like, which is great when you live in Texas. Um, <clears throat> I used to be really into See, I, I think I would be really into that now, but now I'm, like, afraid because of that. Well, <laughs> uh, uh, along with that. Yeah. I, uh, I, I used to be really and we went once and I got I just was like super just disgusting sick you haven't tried since uh, no not since um, and my my wife uh, who also went the guy who was doing the kept telling her her hair smelled nice um, so 
I would have also been useless in the scenario where that man uh, killed us and ate us. That's well, he would have killed you. Was. I guess. <laughs> he clearly liked her hair. <laughs> yeah, he might have cut her hair off and wore it. I don't know. But <laughs> got a Nikki wig. spaghetti out of her hair. <laughs> well, it's, you know. If you're or, gonna eat hair, you're gonna or put some it sauce kills on you it. and then just looks at, at her and goes, if, You're my wife now. <laughs> okay, if you were going to eat human hair, yeah. how would you prepare it? I would put it in a spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah. What other way would there be? I think spaghetti's the way to go. Mix it in with some angel hair. Actually, Stay on brand. I feel like <laughs> I might crush it really flat and burn it and then make it like a layer in a lasagna. Well, isn't the whole point? For okay, if you're eating hair, is it not for the texture? Look, I don't know about what sick shit you're into. I've just been tasked with eating human hair in this scenario. <laughs> okay, and in this scenario, that seems like the All best right, way like to do it. Like someone's making me eat hair. Yeah, uh, like can I burn it and grind it up and put it in this risotto? Sweet. Like that's pretty. Just grinding it up really small. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. It's probably better than my lasagna. <laughs> This would be a good web series. That was, <laughs> like eating human hair. How are you going to <laughs> eat human hair? No, uh, that's disgusting. That actually reminded me. Um, one of the things, like when I got set up on a blind date, it's like he really likes horror movies. I'm like, oh, cool. And um, set like got to second date. Second date, he's like, since you like horror movies, this is one of my favorites. And it was like. Basically, what Obscure Chatter would do, and it was about, like, this cannibal couple eating a woman that they had trapped in their basement. And they're like, what is the girl that's in the basement doing in the spaghetti? He's like, isn't this insane? I'm like, this is bad. This is really bad. Yeah. There will not be a second date. And he also, the first date, he took me to see Alien versus Predator, and he loved it. So, I really shouldn't have seen this. What's the worst (laughs) thing Stephen likes? (laughs) Uh, okay, because of the equilibrium thing, his favorite band is Skinny Puppy. Mm-hmm. Skinny Puppy actually makes me physically ill. Sure. Because of the way they mix. Sure. My equilibrium can't handle it. I could see that. <laughs> but worst thing he likes, I don't know. I love him despite it. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Nikki really likes the Judds, and I just can't fuck with it at all. Can't get down on some Naomi and Winona? I, you know... <laughs> From a craftsmanship standpoint, I can appreciate it, but that's just not something I bump. And I like country music. What do you think there's what do you think is something Nikki really hates about you? Oh God, so much. <laughs> uh she I do think when you're with somebody, there's an element of like the things that you hate about them, you also love about them. Mm-hmm. So it's like maybe a little complicated. But uh, she definitely doesn't like, as far as things I like, uh, she does not like podcasts where people are talking. I was really hoping she would listen to this, giving her feedback. That's like sincere. Like there's a couple podcasts I love. And so many times I've been like, you got to check this. Oh, man, it's so funny. You think this is so funny. There's got to be something happening. Every time she's just like, I don't fucking want to listen to this like it's one thing if it's like you know serial or something if it's like documentary or this american life or something but But if it's like like, 
a couple people sitting just chit-chatting, she, like, can't focus on it. And especially, like, in the car, she's like, this will fucking make me fall asleep and crash I get car. that. Like, it's just not her thing. I like a lot of that stuff. It depends on what it is. Like, yeah. if there is a subject matter, it's like, yeah. Mm. But I can't I can't listen to radio, uh, yeah. uh, audiobooks in the car. Like, my favorite podcast is, there's this podcast called Hollywood Handbook. Um, and it's just an aggressively unpleasant podcast to listen to. Um, and that's sort of the fun of it. Uh, and so many times I've tried to get her into it and I've just had to slowly accept the fact that like, that's just the thing that we're just not gonna. And so she like, will like politely nod and listen when I tell her about a really funny thing somebody said on Hollywood handbook or whatever. But like the whole premise of the podcast is like, it's a bad podcast. <laughs> so It's intentionally it, bad or it just yeah. happens. Oh, it's like sort of. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I've recently seen this explained online. I think it's accurate, or, like, Hollywood Handbook is a good podcast if you listen to a ton of podcasts, because it's a very accurate and effective skewering of uh, how fucking boring podcasts really are if you stop and think about it. <laughs> and they're just two people who don't mind things being awkward, and every episode they have a different guest on. Most of them haven't listened to the show before and aren't really 100% sure what this awkward situation is, and then they just sort of bully them for like an hour <laughs> by being aggressively sort of boorish and dull. Okay, see, I would listen to that. I would listen I to love that it. all day. <laughs> it's so, it's tedious in a way I find hilarious, but like I can appreciate, you know, you know, that, and I think Nikki would think it was funny because we have a similar sense of humor, but there's just not a scenario in which she would ever listen to it. Steven doesn't like uh, satire. Yeah. And I love that. Or like the intentionally awkward. When you say sad yeah. tire, you mean sad a flat tire. tire? No, a sad one. Oh. Like it's it's still making its way in the world. Sure. It keeps rolling. Like it keeps rolling. Yeah. Satire. He doesn't like very, that either. No. He doesn't like that either. Uh, where like uh, if it's Parks and Rec or The Office or something, he's like, I understand like what this is trying to do, but I'm... Let me know when this is over. Like that <laughs> thing. Uh, I don't know. I can't say what he really like <laughs> hates about something that I love. I can tell you. No, <laughs> I did jokingly say, I'm like, the more I learn about Donald, the more I think he's kind of like a male version of me. Stephen went, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. <laughs> don't. I don't like that. He says it looks me straight in the eye a lot. <laughs> Well, just waiting. I don't know what the reaction he wants is, but he won't leave the room after he says it. He closes the door behind him and he just says it and then waits for me to do something. <laughs> so, like, what are we going to do? We're going to do something, that? cowboy. You're going to have to draw. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> you are a sad tire. Uh, sad tire. Um, yeah, Nikki and I like a lot of the same stuff. We got in a huge fight once when I was. Younger, and I've gotten less pretentious as I've gotten older, as I think a lot of people do in this industry. Also, um, you're in your 30s now. I'm in my 30s. It's part of being 20. Is right. Just, being, like, college students are just insufferable by nature. It's in an unearned Not jadedness. that they're even wrong. That's the thing. No, Not that but they're it's wrong, an unearned but jadedness. They're correct in the wrong way a yeah. lot of the time. That frustrates people. Because <laughs> um, it's like, you're like, there's just so much. And you want you care so much about this, but there's so much in my head for me to care about. And you like, 
Um, so, but one time we watched, have you ever seen Dancer in the Dark? It's a oh. Lars von Trier movie starring Bjork. Yeah. Um, it's been a minute. It's a brutal watch. Um, there's parts of it that are uh, bad in a way that I think is cool. Uh <laughs> But overall, uh, that's a tough movie. Lars von Trier, I think, is a very fair person to have some interesting uh, critiques of and some real problems with. Uh, but we, after we watched the movie, Nikki said, that sucked. And I was like, well, it didn't fucking suck. Like, you didn't like it. And she's like, that movie sucked. And I'm like, why did it suck? And she's like, because it sucked. And I was like... I fucking hate you right now. You like the Judds. Like, what are we talking about? And uh, it turned into a huge fight. And I regret, I think about it a lot when I can't sleep at 3 a.m. how shitty I was in that argument. Um, but Anxiety's uh, great that way. Yeah. I like to think uh, about just random shit that I did. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about it the other day, how much I love my wife. I don't think she has that because she's not an asshole as much as I am. Like, there's a time in my life where I was like, well. You can't be at the same level of asshole. That's not a. Everybody a stays up late at night thinking about shitty shit they said to people in the past. I'm like, I feel like this shitty. Like, she maybe once a year does something like that. And I'm like in the once a week maybe mode trying my best to get. I used to be once a day maybe trying my best to get into the month category. Um, but. She doesn't, I don't think she she has that. So we're not really on equal footing. But that's one specific fight we had about a thing where I was just so insufferably fucking uh, shitty and pretentious about a thing. Um, I do not love spending two hours of my life watching a movie and having person next to me go, that was dumb. <laughs> And having nothing else to say about it. But also, that's fine. It's not your job to entertain me with no, your discussion of the but film. but they're, like, or if it's, um like, the party element. I was at a Christmas party where there were, like, like talking to other people at the party. I'm like, hey, this one guy over here, who does he know here? Because he's a dick. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, it's so-and-so. Everyone kind of knows he's that way. Just, like, blah, 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 blah. So as he's leaving. You say a detective, right? Yeah. You know, if you asked him if he was a detective, he'd have to tell you by law. Which would explain the annoyance, yeah. really. Uh, all detectives are dicks. <laughs> he's a private dick. Yeah. Um, but as he's leaving, uh, he's, oh, it's a uh, party. And there's, is this the party that I was rude to you at? Because this might just be me. <laughs> no, this was that was a Halloween party. This is a Christmas party. Oh, I don't go to that. And <laughs> it was actually a lot of fun. But at one point, uh, this dude's leaving, and he's talking about how I've seen a lot of like movies that people consider like huge. Like people really get on there about not having seen. And she, I'm like, do when, when people harp on you for that, does it make you want to watch it? She's like, no, it doesn't. No, but. This guy's like, uh, Never yeah, do that. you need to, you need to see this Tarantino movie. Yeah. And, uh, and I casually, a little bit away, said Tarantino's, in my opinion, is a little overrated. Mm -hmm. This dude put his stuff down and started like clapping in my face. Explain. <laughs> your, you. Explain yourself. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> what? Uh, Did he I, invent the clap emoji <laughs> in that uh, moment? No, I, 
but I actually had to like look at you. It's where you look at your friends. I'm like, this guy doesn't know me. Yeah. And he's about to see me. He needs to get out of my face. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, other friends are like, hey, dude, she's just like, no, ex- let me explain to you why your opinion is wrong. Like, that's not how. <laughs> Here's the funny thing. Uh, I like Tarantino. I'm a huge movie nerd. Tarantino mm-hmm. is overrated. <laughs> Incredibly overrated. You, you can like it and also be that thing. Um, you know, over the breadth of all art made, uh, anything that is basically a poster on someone's dorm room wall is inevitably not the best thing in that medium or else why the fuck do young people like it? Yeah. And that's not bagging on young people saying they're wrong. Young people feel things more strongly than we feel. They like music way better than we're capable of liking music, I think. I'll never (laughs) like music as much as I liked music when I was young or whatever. But if you're going like the greatest painting of all time, well, it's obviously Starry Night by Van Gogh. And you're like, well, I mean, it can't be, right? Because like... I don't know if you've seen this (laughs) 8x10 canvas that my little sister did of a pumpkin. I really don't think you can... Right. It's just like, it's like, well, this is the best thing. Obviously. And yeah. you're like, well, well, I don't know that that, that could possibly be true. Because, like, <laughs> if, you've, if you're comparing that to, like, something, like, that everybody in the world has seen, then I guess. But if you're talking about, like, you know, the sum of, like, every movie ever made. I'm just saying, like, if it boils down to, like, I'm a frat dude. I got a poster on my wall of Reservoir Dogs. There's no fucking way on earth Reservoir Dogs is that great. <laughs> no. Because, like... Why the fuck do all these people have a poster of it on their wall? If it was so good, older people would have a poster of it on their wall. People who've experienced more the only and don't feel being, things so yeah. strongly. You know what I mean? Like, like, like. obviously, the best music has to be classical music or jazz music, or else why do boring old fucking people like it? Because they don't feel anything. So if it makes them feel joy, then, like, it's got to be pretty good. <laughs> But it's but up to if you me. You can make me dance. That's weird. I'm stupid. <laughs> but it's up to me to tear apart why you enjoy something. Yeah. Uh, that even happened when I worked at Guitar Center. We all had a big party. We go over to like the friend with the nice TV's house, and he's got a Kill Bill poster. And mm-hmm. I'm, he's like, "Man, it was a fucking awesome movie." I'm like, "It's okay." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "What do you mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's okay." So here's the thing: <laughs> his newest movie, Brad Pitt is no, no so way interested. Fucking hot in it. It is crazy. (laughs) There's a scene in it where he takes his shirt off and literally everyone in the theater, man and woman, gasped audibly. It was insanely (laughs) wild. It was like, it was crazy. You did it? so hot in it. It was nuts. I've never understood. Okay, maybe I'm in the minority. I've never understood the fascination with Brad Pitt. Sure, me neither. In that movie, (laughs) he's got it going on, sister. (laughs) Um, it's a funny thing, that movie, uh, I really liked it. Uh, I don't like everything about it, Mm -hmm. uh, but I feel like social media is completely ruined talking about movies (laughs) because you can't go on Twitter and say, I liked this movie because then people go, so you like the stuff about it that's bad? And you go like, not necessarily. Nothing is without (laughs) comment or I, I was like, we live in a world where most of the things we own are made by borderline slave labor, <laughs> we're gonna enjoy <laughs> some stuff that's problematic. <laughs> or I posted, I posted the other day, because I, I 
to Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Mm-hmm. I like that movie a lot. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like, oh my God, this is the most amazing movie mm-hmm. of all time. Mm-hmm. But I had this thought that I didn't have as a kid when it came out. And I'm like, why? Okay, if they're drag queens, why are they always in drag? Why do we never see them out of drag? And someone right. went, because they're fucking drag queens. And I'm like, yes, not trans. Right. They should be out of drag. Sure. Completely lost everybody. Yeah. I'm like, just curious. But I'm like, still love the movie. They're like, well, if you love it, then why are you tearing it apart? I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> Oh my god, I don't know what to do here. There's no way of winning, so you just leave and try to find a party where someone's You know who I love? Not gonna die. I hope. I mean, I would hope they never die. Love them. Me! I got all sorts of bad shit I can say about this guy. (laughs) But it's weird. Everything is sort of a zero-sum game on the internet, um, which I think makes talking about art excruciating because like every depiction of a thing that's problematic is an endorsement of the thing that's problematic and then at the same time people go like why are you being such a winery you snowflake if you ever have a critique of the way a thing is depicted and half the time you want to go like I like it like I like Game of Thrones (laughs) but I'm telling you oh I think that rape was unnecessary to the story I'm not saying I think that the people who made it are, like, evil. I'm just saying, oh, since we all like this thing, we can talk about it. Like, one of my favorite bands in the world is the band Radiohead. I can tell you their worst fucking songs. That's part of what loving them is. Like, if you like something, a piece of media, it's not a real person, right? But here's the thing. And I've done a lot of here's the thing. I I actually want to make it. I'm trying to make it a thing. So there's the thing. thing. And this is the thing. He's pointing a lot. There it was. Is... We've been taught to love brands more than we love people. <laughs> we you got to stay on brand. Inter- That's very on brand. We love, yes, we love intellectual property and brands and things and bullshit so much that when a person says like, oh, here's a thing I didn't like about a movie that I love, you go, how dare you insult? Because that's me. My whole personality is the things I like. Instead of like, I would never oh, think you're that a human way now. being. Yeah. You're a human being who exists. I should talk to you. <laughs> I'm going to clap in your face. Yeah. When I clap in your face. I'm just saying, when when our grandparents were sitting around and somebody said, you know what show I don't like that much is Dick Van Dyke. Nobody went like, <gasps> you don't like Dick Van Dyke, but Mary Tyler Moore is a very powerful female. You know what I mean? It's like, and, and vice versa. If somebody goes like, you know, a movie's kind of problematic is this. You know, people would be like, what the fuck does problematic mean? But you know what I mean? They wouldn't be like, you snowflake, how dare you insult? I mean, if you have a problem with anything, like, but like, I really love a movie. Like, be like, yeah, I really wish they hadn't done this. This is where they kind of lost me. Or uh, like a show, my best friend loves Stranger Things. And I'm like, I really just want to act like only season one of Stranger Thing- Thing- mm-hmm. Things exists because mm-hmm. they're, very much sucking their own dick in two and three. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, well, okay, like, what were your problems with it? I'm like, we're not going to do this. <laughs> no. I just, I know why you like it, and I get it. And there were things about seasons two and three that I dug on, but m- yeah. more than anything, I just really wish they'd left it alone. Yeah. But I can still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. If it were on, I wouldn't be like, oh, get this fucking thing off. Yeah. I don't know. I know what you mean. I, uh, it's tough. I I feel like, you know, it's hard to even really 
talk about it without sounding like you're going like everybody's too PC these days or anything like that, <laughs> which is not what I'm getting. It's just like I really like like music and movies and art. And I feel like 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 I love Elvis Costello. Elvis Costello has a lot of songs that are very sexist. Yeah. I think that a lot of those songs are kind of interesting in the sense that like he's a real human being that's sharing with you very, like, bad feelings that he had that, like, I would be embarrassed to talk about. And in the song, this catchy bop of a song, he's talking about this horrifying thing. Is that good for society? I don't know. (laughs) But it's interesting to talk about. And I feel like a lot of people are missing out on those conversations because they either, A, are defending the thing they love so furiously that anybody who insults it is a monster or they're going like, how dare you like this thing that has a bad thing in it? You know, you must agree with it and also do the thing. Yeah. It's tough. It's tricky. It, it, oh. People don't listen. Fun fact. I did have a dog that I named after Elvis Costello. I was like, oh, it's Elvis. I'm like, no, his, (laughs) his last name's Costello. I thought it was a, I thought it was like clever as like a a 10 year old. I'm like, no, he has a brother and his name's Abbott, Abbott and Costello, but his name's Elvis. That's pretty good. Like for a 10 year old, like in South fucking Texas. That's good. Yeah. Um, But Elvis, another sad or sad fact, sad tire. uh, Elvis totally killed Abbott. (laughs) Wait, really? (laughs) Yeah, he did. The dog? Yeah. (laughs) Elvis Costello (laughs) killed Abbott. From Abbott Costello. And they're going to come for me. <laughs> they're going to fucking come for me. I was like, oh, uh, you're an insane person. <laughs> but but no, happened, I was talking to you. That happened at um, a bar where it was after a con and, you know, just do the post-con drink or whatever. And we're talking about Game of Thrones. And this woman comes out of nowhere. She's like, um, wow, I didn't know you were, like, one of those women. Like, I, what? Like. Game of Thrones is everything that is wrong with society, and here is why. And me and my friends just drinking are like, I, we weren't, why are you doing this? <laughs> so weird. Yeah, it's just like, it is everything that's wrong with society, and that's why it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck were you four years ago, Donald? Instead, we just sat there as our fries got cold and we got scolded for just talking about Game of Thrones. Well, you know, they can't all be this movie with no problems. None. (laughs) Well, okay, yeah, total beat moment, whatever. But what was really funny is that the author of the book was like, um, years later, like, wow, I didn't know shit about (laughs) I, um... I actually hate that I did this to Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Here I am endorsing this film. You're endorsing it. That's a good thing it's all beat. Otherwise, they would come for you. But it's the other way around, too. Because people can't, people can't take a fucking note either. You know what I mean? They go like, well, how dare you say that I, I should use a word slightly differently, you know, occasionally. It's... Well, people are going to say, I don't know what the internet's for. It's a slot machine you put your emotions into and you pull the lever <laughs> and sometimes good shit comes out. Most of the time, bad shit comes out. And more and more, I'm like, why do I keep putting stuff into the slot machine? This casino sucks. Well, most of the time, it's not even letting you play, but you think putting more money in is going to make the thing fucking work. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. You're just putting coins in it, hoping that the last chip that got stuck in the thing will drop from before. You can keep flushing that toilet, but it's still the floor model. 
And then the <laughs> other day, I tweeted a tweet about how I was working on a new dance craze called the King Crab Shuffle, and it was going to sweep the nation. And then an hour later, I retweeted it, and I said, bad news, the dance fucking sucks. And I thought it was the best tweet, and nobody liked it. It was just into the void. And then meanwhile, I could have just said some basic shit. Yeah. So go find me on Twitter and like that tweet. (laughs) Or it's something when I'm so self-aware, or maybe just that tired, or I'm like, did I really need to post? Like, hey, how are those cars Mm -hmm. from Pimp My Ride doing now? Right. Like. I'm None so fucking clever. God, I do want to know how they're doing, though. <laughs> I do. You, it's whatever. I, I, I don't know what it's for. I, the more and more I interact with it, the more and more I don't. I literally every time I do a tweet, I'm like, I feel like I have to use this for like my career, but I don't 100 percent know what I'm supposed to be doing with it. Because if you just self promote, you're yeah. the most insufferable person on earth. But if you're yes. just making jokes, you're also sort of insufferable in a different way. I think and I, if you're I, just I, talking about like every – and then you go, well, I have a 1,000 followers. It's not a lot, but I have an obligation to go, hey, this thing over here is bad. But if you just do that, everybody's like, boy, yeah, I know it's bad, dude. I have the internet. I know everything's bad. So there's just no solution. I don't know what it's No, for. you can't – you can't win. Or the only – I think I really let – people that like follow me for like my anime work or something let them down because I'm like I'm posting about my life and people watching and shit this is why I hate when people (laughs) go like another thing I hate is when people go like here's the thing all that person does is post pictures of their food or they go like oh (laughs) Oh, just all they do is post pictures of their kid or something. You're like, what are we allowed to do on this thing? <laughs> like, I'm presuming you're my friend. I'm presuming you maybe like me. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's just a thing. I don't know what it's for. And then you feel self-conscious because people go, ah, people are annoying on social media. You just go, ah. Be so. sure to retweet this episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's great for finding stuff. Click and subscribe. Is that the credits? Oh, my God. I don't remember the credits being that short. Dude, thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule to see me. Thank you for having yeah. me on. I'm, uh, I'm glad you had me on. I'm always happy to watch this movie. Um, yeah. We'll watch it again. Yeah. Beep. Beep, beep. Those <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> All right. Uh, until next time when I have someone else that isn't Donald. Goodbye.